and welcome to episode 9 of the podcast. In this episode, my friends and I really start to undertake a thought experiment of trying to build a church from scratch. And uh, I will let you know that this has a lot less to do with children's ministry and parking lot attendance and things like that, and more emphasis on um, systems of authority and the idea of church as such, what the structure is supposed to look like. Um, It's kind of long and it's kind of full, but I think we hit some good stuff here. So I hope you enjoy. Hi. (laughs) Hello. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Yeah, this is our first recording of 2021. Finally, you know, 2020 is behind us. All of those problems are gone. In the distant past. Yeah. How's everybody doing? We got a very full house. Yeah. Eight of us. Whatever happened to... Keep going, keep going. I don't know. Now we're going to get full. <laughs> the mailman. The milkman. Milkman. The paper boy. Paper boy. And evening TV. Evening TV. We should have, like, our names and everything. Or just like a Brady Bunch 3x3. Oh. Three <laughs> montage. That'd be hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. You really gonna ask all of us that? Because that's the yes. podcast right there. How is everyone doing? Three, two, Good. one. Good. 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 Fake. Good. Fine. Ooh, only fine. Sam, Didn't that happen last time? Like have. everyone else said good, and Sam's like fine. Oh well, well David said great. Uh, stealing, stealing line from uh, the Italian job. You know what fine stands for, right? I'm gonna assume that. Please no. No, it's but, freaked out, insecure, neurotic, uh, and emotional. In there, so oh, like what, freaked what out. What has you so uh, emotional, boy. Sam? No, I think I'm just being the most girl, you point. Ooh, you're dang. Out. Well, I'd like to say I have not said anything. That's true. How, so how are, are you doing? How are you? I'm all right. Yeah, I think that's that's usually my go-to answer. I think that's no, appropriate. Mm. You know. So what makes I try you to say think optimistically. that your state of being fine is more truthful than most others' state of makes being makes you think good. you're better than everyone else. I'm not saying everyone here is a liar. <laughs> I'm just but saying still in of general, us. when people say, when you ask them, them <laughs> when you ask them, hey, I'm how are you doing? And they say good, <laughs> that's because that's the answer you're supposed to give, not because it's actually your state of being. That is 100% true. Yeah. 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 So I'm not actually saying that everyone here is a liar, but I'm implying it. I'd also yeah. say uh, asking someone how you doing is just the American way of saying hello. Right. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Like, you're not actually trying to ask yeah. a question. Well, I don't want to kale. Yeah. Yeah. But I would actually love it if I were to ask that question. Um, and then get a real response back, like, yeah, Man, I'm dealing it's with this, day. you know? Like, yeah. yeah. I, it, I doesn't go, it doesn't go far. I will say, do, do I, I, well, didn't I, the first several podcasts, I was like, how are you? And everyone said, fine. And I was like, so how do you feel about where you are in life right now? Because I'm, that's honestly what I am, uh, especially with you guys, you know, I'm invested in We've just seeing what everyone's doing. Yeah. Times too. Same, why are yeah. you fine? What does that mean? Means I'm fine. That is true. So Austin <laughs> is with us. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Austin has the coolest voice out of everyone here, definitely. Uh, so what's new in the world we'll of paleo orthodoxy? Uh, <laughs> it will. Wait, what? I said we'll find out if your viewer count goes up, or not, not viewer. 
Don't do People listener, are watching it. They're just watching the uh, whatever <laughs> the that sound wave. Yeah, the stay-at-home moms. That audience is about to grow. <laughs> I I always have to ask you what's new in the world of paleo orthodoxy. I'm not kept up. You're not kept up. Are you still paleo orthodox? More or less. Yeah, I just haven't really been like uh, looking at bulletin boards. It's it's a very rarely updated bulletin board. You know, yeah. it's like that's kind of the point of the whole yeah. movement. Hey, could you uh, explain? Because in my mind, when I hear Paleon Orthodox, Paleon? like it's Di- like dinosaurs, dinosaurs. <laughs> what old, did dinosaurs believe? Are you digging up like old fossils, Orthodox bishop fossils of Orthodox bishops? <laughs> I mean, they probably were old fossils. But... They are old fossils, but those are relics, not yeah, religious well, fossils. Yeah. Mm. But what they is been fossilized? They were religious. Yeah, but so what? What is Paleo Orthodontic? <laughs> uh, I mean, I don't like being a s- spokesperson for it, but um, I guess the, the rundown would be like it's just basically looking towards, I guess, holding like older traditional beliefs and like you know writings from like church fathers and stuff like that uh, as like kind of just more of like a standard. And kind of taking from that, you know, practice and belief more so than like things being written now, I guess. Hmm. Hmm. I, oh man, I feel like I shouldn't say this, but I'm going to say it. I got a book for um, a gift. You're right. And it was a, it was like a devotion that someone just wrote last year. And I'm like, man, I'd just much rather read like Luther's commentary on the Psalms or something like just crawl through that for a year instead of reading like, Hey, here's the, I mean, and, and the guy who wrote it is great. And you know, I'm, and I, it's on my shelf, but it probably won't get my attention anytime soon just because I'd rather be thinking the thoughts of people who are, whose connection with those, um, with the church is, is a lot more rooted and, and proven, you know, it's, it's nice reading because when you read the old stuff, you only get the best because all the yeah. crap died <laughs> it's off. Gone. It's like when people say music is so much used to be so much better yeah. than it is right now. It's like, no, it's just, we don't remember the garbage. Yeah. So, you know, yeah, that's pretty much how I feel. That's kind of how I know so many songs. So. Yeah. It's a good strategy. You're going way back. Yeah. I, no, but like that, you like about the music thing. Yeah, we only do remember the good stuff. That's what you got out of all of that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there will be stuff that's really so bad, and it's gonna stick with us and be famous for how bad it was. Like, uh, Wh- like William Hung's performance of "She Bangs" I just on the first that. season of American Idol. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's a moment. That's a historical moment. That was the very first not season. Heard nor thought about that man. <laughs> Isn't it weird that I know his name? Yeah, like that is a name that occupies a corner of my brain. I don't even know what he looks like. I picture. Oh, I uh, I know exactly what he looks like. Chang from Community. That's my picture. (laughs) I don't even know what this guy looks like. I remember there was something like that. Uh, But anyway, I don't want to speak disparagingly of the man. He's probably a millionaire by now. He has a Christmas album. Oh my goodness! Mm -hmm. I love it. I love it. What's his name? What a beautiful world we live in. Yeah. So what was the commentary that you bought? Or you said it was, was a book? Gifted. What was it? It was, a, it was just a book that was given to me. Is it, You're asking what it was? Yeah, what was it? Oh, man, now I'm really going <laughs> to insult 
Well, no one's ever going to listen to this, so that's nice. It was a, it's a, you know, one year devotional um, that was written by Paul David Tripp. Mm. It's like, I like him. That's not bad. Yeah, I like him. You're not insulting Tripp. He would probably agree with you. He'd be like, yeah, I mean, you can read Read my book. But yeah, I mean, you read Luther. Or read, you know, Institutes again or something. But I, like, Nicole is reading it, and I love the fact that, like, hey, here's a guy that I can trust his theology. I really, um, you know, admire the man and his work. And sure, I disagree with him on some stuff, but I disagree with everybody on some stuff. And uh, What do you disagree with him about? I don't know. (laughs) I honestly don't know enough about him. I the last time I seriously gave thought uh, to him was I mean that was even before I was married, um, so he's You're probably not right that you disagree with him about something though. Yeah. Uh, chances are. The chances are. Hi. Yeah. So I I I'm grateful for it. Nicole is reading it, and I I love the fact that she is. You know that she's into it. I would rather read a, a classic you know even to reread um or in my something case that's... read a couple sentences of a classic what like at a time <laughs> yes what do you mean oh just i mean just those clip. things are dense yeah. just the clip notes yeah like you gotta you gotta read those things uh like jonathan edwards if you try to read the freedom of the will it's like i would have to read slow and every paragraph twice mm-hmm. in order to really chew on it because it's he, he's writing like i i have a really good grasp of the english language i feel like <laughs> and then he's writing i'm having a stretch you know to, to keep up but yeah like it stood the test of time so i'd rather just read old stuff austin's on to a good he's thing. reading really really old stuff like uh the shepherd of hermas hermas are you reading you don't read it do you have you read that? That? No. Or no. Clement's yeah. letters? Yeah. Stuff like that. Yeah. It's like, uh, I mean, we, we talked about this last time that, that Kevin was on here, but it's like, and I don't think we really wound up really seeking to answer it, but if you had to build a church from scratch, like if you didn't know what a church was, and all you had was, <laughs> let's say, a Bible, and the writings from before council of nicaea you know what what would you come up with and would it look anything like a american congregation today nine nine like there would be nine churches (laughs) no nine different churches different uh no in germany well elaborate on that but you have to (laughs) you have to elaborate on that in german that one tillman guy says ich bin ein Berliner. That's all I know. And then there's like Nazi stuff. You don't know 99 Luftballons? That's really, uh, that's all I remember. (laughs) And then, uh... Anyway. Elaborate. Which means communist one. Anyway. (laughs) You learn these terms in history. Uh, Would it look like an American congregation? No. Okay, yeah, I I agree. And I think, I don't think anyone would disagree with that in as much as like, hey, we have electricity now. Well, but I don't mean in that. I don't mean like modern you know, luxuries <laughs> or anything like that. Um, but I just don't think that... <laughs> just imagine ancient Romans with like stained glass and in a sunbeam <laughs> moving it around. So you said before Nicene? Before the Council Nicaea. of Nicaea. Yeah. The uh, Nicene Council. The Nicene Council. But... Um, the Obscene Council? The Obscene Council. So... Who's on 
Is there a cannon at this time? <laughs> I mean, I, I do believe, I do believe that before, I do believe that before Nicaea, there was a relatively stable, uh, understanding of which books were looked at as being authoritative, you know, or at least the idea of like Paul, like, Hey, Paul's letters are authoritative. Yeah. yeah. Hey, but it's a much, it's um, a much smaller amount of writing. Smudge. Smudge. Smaller. It's a smudge. Um, but yeah, but I, I I don't think that you would get the. First of all, I don't think you it would look like the American congregations. I don't think the churches you would get the idea of a church as you do now um, from those writings. Um, you know. Like yeah, the but you're just saying what you already said. <laughs> right, but I'm saying like I don't. Also, think, it would be but different. he's also saying <laughs> that it wouldn't look like the American church today. The, the and church, it would be different from that. And it would also, yeah. But I'm yeah, saying, like, I'll like give you an example. Same. Like, there's not yeah. going to be this centralized building where everybody meets on a Sunday. From 10.30, or 8 o'clock service, 10 o'clock service, and then uh, there's a Saturday night, 6 o'clock service. I don't think there's any of that. I, I agree. I also hesitate to say, you know, people would say the whole prescriptive, descriptive thing about the book of Acts, and it's like, okay, if history brings you to a point where Christianity is legal, you know, it's it's tolerated. I mean, then you have Theodosius who goes on and makes it mandatory, like, you have to worship Christ. Right. Uh, and we would all agree that that's not ideal. But people are congregating there, um, you know, they're worshiping kind of in secret, and you have the catacombs and all that kind of stuff, and all, all of a sudden you have the, the edict of toleration, and it's like, hey, now we can poke our heads above ground and we could actually, if we wanted, we could build a structure where we could all meet instead of meeting in these structures underground or instead of, you know, meeting clandestinely from house to house. Um, you know, so it's like if if Christianity, if acknowledging Jesus as Lord becomes legal, I don't think there's a mandate to continue only worshiping the way that people had been doing when it was illegal and you had to do it in secret. Right. So, but... Yeah, so that that's kind of I'm not necessarily pushing back because I would I'd be interested in hearing you or somebody elaborate on what you mean by um like they wouldn't gather all together in one place. I agree they wouldn't gather all together in one place one day a week 9:30 to 10:45 on, you know, Sunday and children's yeah. church and all no, that kind it, of stuff. it's not that they wouldn't gather in one place, but that there, there wouldn't be this idea of a a campus, you know what I'm saying? I, yeah, I, I, like we're Celebration Community Church, yeah. and they're Celebration Presbyterian, or right. are there, you know. Uh, and so I think that, I so there were certain events that took place in history that led up to that that happening, right? But if we're just going off of the writings and restarting from scratch, mm -hmm. those events didn't happen. And <clears throat> so, like, just because it's legal, again, we're living a completely different time. I'm just going off of the writings. I don't think there would be this necessary like inspiration to from just the writing to have a campus or okay. like this this plot of so I, I guess uh maybe a better way of asking to get to the the heart of what I really am looking for is like okay Christianity is legalized you start have I think you know you would start having councils right away um, and I think that a lot of the conclusions that were arrived at at those councils were valid. But it's like, at what point and where specifically did the church go wrong? Or did things start to, um, you know, take on a, 
a bad form. And you don't have to go, I don't think you have to go forward enough in time to where it's like Christianity is the only legal religion. Like there's definitely things that got uh, lost in the woodwork between Constantine and, and Theodosius, but like what what are the things, where have we gone wrong? Well, Kevin and I have had plenty of conversations about that. <laughs> and we keep coming back to the, con- the conversation. Yeah. yeah. So what do we do? Or like what? I would say let's start. You... Let's start a church from scratch. Yeah, right now. Right now. In this shed. In this we shed. We are the the eight apostles. Do you, sir, believe this is in the Jesus new baptism? Christ, I do. I believe he existed. I believe he was a good teacher. Rose from the dead. Also, God. All right, we have but one a good believer. teacher. <laughs> one believer. Um, I like just to go back to your saying about like where you go wrong. I think it started to go wrong when there were kind of so there was always a threat to the church and Mm -hmm. paul even says to the fusion um leaders right the elders that when he departs the wolves will come in so that that's Mm -hmm. really early on um and there was already stuff going wrong right yeah and i think like i think we were talking about this but i was like you know a lot of times we talk about like the great apostasy and stuff we always think about that happening before Christ returns. And I guess there will be a great apostasy, but like it just happens. It just starts to happen when yeah. it's like, I think that maybe it's been happening since the, the departure of the apostles. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, I think that's why it's kind of hard to pinpoint where did it go wrong, but you can obviously, when it comes to the marriage of the church and state, that's I think a big milestone for as far as error, mm-hmm. but also wondering like when you think about how, um, Plato's philosophy kind of influenced early Christianity because here's a th- thing that I've noticed is that a lot of the so you mean like Gnosticism and stuff like that not necessarily Gnosticism dualism but just are you talking when you say when you say Plato's philosophy are you talking about the whole like world of forms thing and how that affected people's view of spirits and right and because I mean there is similarity there's parallel or um, everybody on board with us as far as like what the world of forms that kind of stuff no no um, well so, I'm not surprised so Plato's if you are on board because I would expect you to pick into that Plato okay. Plato was but I pre you. That's why I keep my he he was BC he was a Hellenic Greek philosopher so before Alexander the Great before any of that stuff. Um, and his he had he had this idea. I, I actually talked to you, Miguel, individually about this when we were talking about transubstantiation. Yeah. And the whole idea of like the apple as such. It's like you know I have this apple and you have this apple and you know Sam has another apple or whatever. But like in somewhere in a, another dimension, another realm right. called the world of forms, there exists the apple mm-hmm. from which all other apples derive their it's really their existence. And so that that really. I mean, because Plato was Aristotle's teacher, and then Aristotle was Alexander the Great's teacher. So this got diffused everywhere. And people started to, like, this really affects the way that Christians today think about, like, the soul or even, like, the afterlife. And, um, you know, a lot of what Plato said about the gods, not that he was sold on their existence, but, um, like, I always tell my students at school, it's like, our ideas about heaven and hell were probably crafted more from Tom and Jerry cartoons than from hmm. the Bible. And so Plato's ideas, you know, have a similar effect. Anyway, so so that being the case, Plato started to affect 
or it's not just in thought. It wasn't just Platonism, but like what I mean is that there was this um, in the pagan world, you know, there's philosophies and philosophers and rhetoric mm -hmm. like that was really big. And that seems to have spilled over into having importance in Christianity early on. If you look at a lot of the leaders or names that, that are that you that you would learn if you're trying to learn Christian history, a lot of them had a philosophical background. Like they went to school mm -hmm. and learned things that, hey, the you know the apostles and the early Christians it's not necessarily biblical yeah. concepts. And yeah, it's, it's not that, and they, you know, like I said, you know, like maybe Paul knew some of that stuff because of his educational background. But a lot of I would say apostles and just early Christians then they're not ignorant. coming from that yeah. that mindset. But that starts to seep in, and I feel like that starts to change things. I think there's, I mean, I have a lot of questions when I'm looking at how the church kind of when you go from let's say the end of revelation right because that's mm -hmm. that's usually what canon ends for people and then you go <laughs> uh, today today and then uh you go to just a, a hundred two hundred years and it's like something or even like to augustine yeah like yeah. The, you know something's kind of different and, and it's, it seems like there's this uh hole and, and there is, really, because we don't have as much information. Writing. Uh, you know, you have Eusebius, where he's, he's trying to fill that gap. But there was a lot of writings. What? Not good. I was like, are you Eusebius? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> but, uh, but he's trying to... So he's he's doing, like, a history of the church. And he's using sources that no longer exist in our day, which doesn't help. But we only know of their existence because of him. But it's, like, kind of hard to, to try to bridge that that gap and it's like well paul already <laughs> paul already warned and there was already warning not just from paul but a lot of the apostles about you know be wary of the false teachers coming in and it's like that threat was real what's to say that they haven't they didn't eventually make themselves you know get in there and start uh causing trouble so to speak and like so then that makes you question that should make you question just everything because it's from this that things keep getting built on. Yeah. You know, like I, I don't understand. Maybe you can align us, but I'm not putting pressure on you too, as if you're the, the know-it-all paleo talks person. But like, so one thing that bothered me was looking at like, just, um, and this is Eastern Orthodox and this is obviously with uh, Roman Catholicism, but like the way that, the worship building, whatever whatever you want to call it, is set up. There is this altar, and then there's like this holy of holies, and then there's this priesthood. And it's like, why did we go back to basically temple worship? Mm. How did yeah, we we talked about that last time, even about yeah. how there's what's going on up there, and then there's us, the yeah. non Levites, who are just kind of you know looking at it happen. Yeah, but I mean, so we we agree that something went wrong, and yep. we agree, I would say, on the content of a lot of what it is that went wrong. But so I'm interested in like we're gonna build a church from scratch, like? starting here. Like, let's all get our three ring binders and our you know mechanical pencils out mm. and start like writing down like what would what's what's it gonna look like? How when are we gonna meet? How are we gonna minister to each other? What are our practices are you know for lack of a better term our sacraments going to be you want to talk about uh alien manhood dead or <laughs> death to alien manhood <laughs> no, no i'm Kevin, interested I, i'm interested in this and i'm you know i think it's something 
I know it's something that you guys talk a lot about, but I think it's also something that everybody has an opinion on. Because I, I just about everybody, they go to a church, and whether it's a biblically informed opinion or not, they're like, oh, I find this church lackluster in this domain mm-hmm. or in their ministry toward X people group or their thoughts on whatever. Um, so let's assume the yeah. same 66 book canon yeah. um, <laughs> for lack of, you know, to, because that would be a, an argue, that would be a discussion that I don't know if any of us here are really super well versed enough to, to take, to have that conversation in any real depth. Maybe I'm wrong, but uh, let's assume, <laughs> let's assume the same canon. And then like, what are, what would our practices be? Well, how about we start with questions, and let's see how you answer the question. How we answer them. How yeah. we answer yeah. the question. How one would answer. How them. one would answer the question. <laughs> um, do we believe that the church should be universal? Meaning one one church. I think we are. You, you're making this <laughs> more difficult already, but um, yes. that's yes. Okay. I, I believe... Do we believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth? Yes. Do we yes. believe in Jesus Christ, his one and only son? Yeah, say all this stuff. Pontius Pilate, virgin born, like you gotta say yeah. the whole creed. Uh, well, we, have, sorry, we I already did. believe I'm not Presbyterian, then we, so I didn't... Then we get to the last, the last section where... Is, do, do uh, spirit of the Catholic Spirit? Church of the... Yeah, the Catholic Church. Well, that's why I'm trying to get you know, the nice um, so we confess why. Well, I believe, I believe in the universality of the church, but I also believe in the locality of the yeah. church. I believe I believe in individual churches within like an elder of this congregation in Kissimmee yeah. would not be able to speak with the same voice to a Christian in you know in Cincinnati or or even St. Cloud or whatever just because uh you know it's like when you speak you speak with the authority of scripture but you understand the lives of the people who are in your town right. basically so, would that elder, if he's visiting, hold, I guess, the same honor authority? authority? I, I have a problem with the with the word authority because it's like, look, sure, a pastor, in a sense, has authority. But if a pastor says anything authoritatively to any congregation member, they have to back it up with scripture. Hmm. And if a member does the same thing to their pastor and says, look, you're preaching this or you're doing this and the bible says that you shouldn't or here's what you should be doing instead it's the word it's the scripture that has the authority so i there's a difference between authority and leadership um i i strongly prefer the word leadership um because leadership like with with me and my wife um what headship looks like for us is if we have a decision that's coming up we go to the word we pray we talk we go on, you know, long walks and and really try to chew it up. And let's say we, we disagree and it's like, look, I'm really trying to see things from her perspective. She's really trying to see things from my perspective. We're, we're making a really honest effort. And then at the end of it, like having prayed and everything, we still disagree. We're going to wind up going with my uh, leadership and I might be wrong. And if I'm wrong, I will bear the brunt of the consequences for it. Um, you know, in, in the eyes of God. And if I'm wrong, then I should say, babe, I'm so sorry. I, I led us and our, you know, 
our lives and our home, our family down the wrong path, let's go back and, you know, seek this other path. So I see that as being more the function of a elder, leader, bishop, pastor, whatever you want to call them. Right. Um, kind of hitting To settle on, disputes, kind of. But we're kind of hitting on, like, what polity you would have. If we're starting a church, how do we want to set up? We know this is going to, well, hopefully mm -hmm. this is going to spread. There's going to be different local congregations. How do the leaders of those local congregations relate to one another? What if a local congregation... And how does someone come to be installed right. as having that leadership? Yeah, so that's why I asked, do you believe in one church? Not necessarily that there aren't local bodies, but they all are under the same umbrella and under the same authority. In that they are all... In that every Christian has an obligation to the Word, to the person of Jesus Christ, and they're all truly brothers and sisters of each other. Yes. And what holds authority over them is the Scriptures. Yeah. But no one manifests that authority. I mean, no. Unless not not in the... No, no one manifests... Hang on. No one manifests universal authority over every Christian in every country worldwide. Right. I would say yes. We're all Protestants. There's not... Yeah. <laughs> no Pope. No, no Pope. No Pope. No Papa. No Cake. No Potato. Anyway. Uh, I really wish... I really wish I could smoke my pipe in here. This would be a great conversation. Anyways. Tobacco so it's pipe. not? Huh? Tobacco pipe. Yes. <laughs> no, it is. <laughs> it is, but here's the thing. Yeah. Hey, there enough. But, uh, it melt. It like, what, it, you know, it calms you down. It's like, oh, your brain can just... <laughs> well, it's calm down. The, the more you try to, like, explain it, the worse it starts to sound. I'm not smoking any type of aroma. Between, the difference between that and marijuana. Uh, marijuana. Oh, that's a different podcast, my prayer. Oh, that's thought. a different podcast. <laughs> no. Wow. Anyway. Yeah. Um, no, this is a great conversation. Just, because, uh... The thought I was just thinking, but I'm not trying to derail it, but like I have to think about this because this is, I don't know why I haven't thought about this before, but like, are, is that biblical to what? have no <clears throat> governing authority over us? Over all the churches. Yeah, that, well, that isn't human. You know, that like, isn't human? Right. Let me, let me explain. Why do like, we... you mean like an alien? <laughs> bum, 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 Segway. So, so aliens are really real. Trying to... <laughs> I don't mean... I mean like, okay, um, we believe that God, or do we believe that God has appointed governments over us? You're talking civil... Yeah. Government. Right. Okay, got it. Right. Do That's... I believe that nation states or empires or whatever they yeah. wind up being are appointed by God? Yeah. 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 Uh, but you don't believe when it comes to the church. I don't believe that the state has no, no, authority. Just humans. Do you believe that there would be one individual? That's no, no, been... it doesn't have to be a one individual. But Do you like, believe a... that there is a group of individuals yeah. that have been ordained right. to make decisions for the universal church? Yeah. Well, we... well that's why, because you said not non-human. Did? I think it was a slip of the tongue. Okay. Did he, oh, maybe you meant like not a not one human, really? but rather an assembly. Yeah. Okay, because when you said non-human, I'm like, no, what? no, no, no. <laughs> well, because so, <laughs> I mean, I, I would say like, are, do we believe that God like it's good to have governing authorities? To so set order? basically, like the continuation of the office of apostles. 
would be what you're saying because they're people who could speak with authority right. about how maybe they wouldn't get new revelation, but not every apostle was given new right, revelation. Right, right. So it's like they can speak with authority about how the word is to be interpreted and how Christ is to be worshipped and how people are supposed to practice the faith. Couldn't you say that uh, none of the apostles received new revelation apart from the revelation of Christ and then the salvation that comes through him, including the Gentiles, you know, all, all I'm, that stuff. I'm open, but... I'm open to having that discussion. What do you do with the verbal inspiration of what they wrote? Well, I guess all of the things that I just said like that it includes all of that it includes the scriptures that they wrote oh okay like yeah that that's their revelation but yeah i mean i believe i believe uh and even non uh apostles received revelations you know like you have what is it agabus in the book of acts who gets a revelation that there's going to be a famine in jerusalem we need to send those brothers you know a, a love offering and help to provide for them and uh so i i think things like that were definitely going on but apostles receiving, you're saying no apostle received any revelation other than what's codified in the New Testament? Right. And, and, the, so and the other things that, would, that Christ said to them specifically. Right. And therefore that would sort of apply hypothetically to whatever... Uh, so because they haven't seen be Jesus today. specifically... Because you know, have in, nothing else. In, yeah, in Acts, was it like Acts 1 or Acts 2, where they're trying to vote... Yeah, they... they they try to figure out, okay, Judas was a, you know, a dud, so we need to nominate a 12th apostle. And they just roll the dice. Hmm. And they're like, well, looks like Matthias. And it was, I mean, was Matthias legitimate? Was he legitimately the 12th apostle? Or was it Paul? Question. Or Right, yeah. Some people anyway, think that Paul was... I, I don't want to get lost in the weeds on this. Yeah. The, the question that we're addressing, ought there to be an authoritative body of people who get to make declarations about what the correct interpretation of a passage of scripture is, and if so, how would they come about receiving their installation into that office? And I think the answer to the, I honestly think the answer to the first question should be no. Well, yeah, it can't be. If that's what you meant. But I guess that's what you had to have meant, right? Yeah. That they would have... The Unless you're now, like, the fourth person to misunderstand them. In <laughs> no. which case, I think it's your fault. No. That's, that's <laughs> you're just bad at communicating. No, but, well, I wasn't sure if you... Yeah, that's, I guess, I mean, that's the only, that's the that's only what I thing mean. that it okay. could mean. That's because what if I they mean. have authority yeah. like that, then they're going to be neat, They're going to be interpreting the scriptures to give yeah. commands. and. But that's what I meant. And yeah. what I was getting at is if we... If God has appointed governments over us, whether good or bad, then why would that not be the case when it comes to Christianity? That like God appointed the popes, even though they were schmucks. You, you, yeah, so just like God, that. God set up Nebuchadnezzar right. and Nero, yeah. and you know, yeah, are we living in anarchy without having that kind of authority over us? Or are we... Oh, we're not living in anarchy. We're just living in, like, you're saying nationally or no, the church? the church, the church. I don't, we're not doing nationally. We're not living, we're living in like a, uh, I mean, this is going to sound schmaltzy, but like we're living in a constitutional republic. We have a constitution, the scripture, which is the supreme law of the land, and then we have flawed elected or appointed representatives 
who kind of they interpret the law they you know serve in the office of the supreme court where it's like look you know when i when we see this scripture here are the three or 50 different schools of thought and you know we're we're we believe that it's legitimate to guide people toward this but we acknowledge that those people are flawed and i would say that part of the messy beauty of christianity is acknowledging that like the spirit is at work in flawed individuals and we're all doing this imperfectly now you don't like that right i'm not i think that's the reality yeah i'm just not sold with that means it's is the ideal yeah or the expectation that we should have like the expectation (laughs) that christ has for his church right but you can't it's more it's more descriptive than just a reflection of what's prescriptive okay Okay. but i i'm sorry peter were you gonna say oh no um i was just thinking out loud oh i don't know if uh the orthodox guy over there (laughs) no (laughs) (laughs) okay so if we're going to build a church from scratch, are we saying like it's going to be Presbyterian type of church structure, elected, or oh, yeah, definitely baptizing babies for sure. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, uh, there's going to be a plurality of elders, bishops, whatever you want to call them. Well, they have like a that are leading. What do you call yeah, it? Like synod, a, like the Sanhedrin, a synod, synod, whatever, you, whatever you want. Synod of Dort. Synod, don't they though? Because I thought Presbyterian, yeah. but isn't that going what you? don't want i mean they're they're guiding them and they're acknowledging that like these are flawed individuals but we're gonna go with the interpretations that they come to because it's the best that we're able to do right so is that what that's why i'm asking do you want that because they still have authority even though they're flawed this isn't just a what we would call just a congregational kind of setup where it's like the local church decides what they're going to believe but like no we have a body of people who are telling each and every local it's always congregational just like Hmm. just like uh oh every government every government is a democracy because the hoi polloi will revolt if they get disenfranchised enough i mean it's it's like saying that i mean if if the congregation if enough people in the congregation wind up disagreeing with the synod what are they going to do they're going to split off and they're going to be like, well, now we're the Baptists or we're the... So it's not really practical. And that's what we kind of see with Protestantism is to have this kind of ruling body of yeah. people. But, but I mean, we don't call every government a democracy, even though that is the reality. It's like, look, yeah. you're, you're only wearing that crown as long as the 50 Social million people in your empire don't tear it off of your head and spill your blood in the streets. I mean, Protestants are still operating, though, under that um, that concept of government, like church government. We had the Southern Baptist Convention. They basically all, all Southern Baptists basically um, submit to that, the authority uh, of that convention or what whatever. What's it called? I think it's the Southern Baptist Convention, right? Mm-hmm. SBC. Uh, right. So you Sunday SBC. breakfast cereal. Uh, but, but and to, then you have... You to know, his point, though, those are the Southern Baptists that want to. Yeah, to. and right. I come from a group of Baptists who split <laughs> off of the Southern yeah. Baptists yes. because yeah. we were like, oh, you guys, I, I forget what it was about. Because um, they're Armenian. Is that the... the mm, I think uh, by that point, the Southern Baptists were not all... That's what we're like, going to call your people, Reformed Baptists. <laughs> it was a political decision, right? Pol- 
I mean, there were a lot of there are a lot of Baptists denominations or stripes of Baptists now that broke off of the SBC. Some of them because of the issue of slavery, because yeah. the Southern Baptist Convention was, you know, defending of the, you know, the idea that slavery is. While it might not be the ideal that it's fine for us to continue it because of the flawed blah blah blah. Uh, anyway, I don't. I'm sure that's not why every stripe of that. You know, people people will divide over silliest smallest things. So should should those? So like you have multiple denominations that are operating under that governing body. Should should they even be doing that? Like should there should there even be these sects of denominations? Yeah, like PCA. It's it's one of those things where kind of like Eric said, it's it might not be a question of should. It's like, well, this is the reality. So people get mad enough, or they they disagree strongly enough that they're like, well, I'm gonna start my own Baptist convention. We're gonna be in the West or something. Yeah, Yeah. there is an NBC. Yeah, I figured. Yeah, Peacock. Yeah. Oh. Uh, they have the office now. Oh, I'm, I'm going to join the NBC. <laughs> Northern Baptist. That's their That's mascot. Like, yeah, office. Yeah, yeah. moved to Peacock. So I mean, it's like this is. So maybe, maybe the real question is that there is. Like okay, saying, we, we have we have this answer, family still, tree, but we're still answering the question. Like, if we were to start a church, would it be that way? No. Yeah. Th- this is the. This is the kicker. Is like there's this family tree. That all, you know, we're all these forks, and then you, you trace our roots back down to, like, the apostles on the Sea of Galilee with Jesus being like, hey, blessed are the poor, you know? And then every time there was a split, somebody was right and somebody was wrong. So we just have to find out which mm. branch well, was clearly. was right every time. <laughs> and I think the Mormons... What? No, I'm messing. Up. <laughs> yeah, not a branch. You couldn't trace it back, I don't think, to the beginning. Yeah. Here are the, like, mushroom that's growing out. <laughs> according to, yeah, on the... On the according they're to not in the Park tree, either. <laughs> like, in a field. Yeah, they're the fun, like, fun guy. Kind of. Pretty fun. We were trying to run with the metaphor. It didn't work out. <laughs> yeah, so, that's interesting. That's our okay, politics. So, having the discussion, I would say... If we were to start a new church, there will be no governing authority because that's bound to just break up and fail. People anyway. are free to leave. They're free to go start free a cult, leave. start a... Free to do you know. whatever you want. That's what the Quakers do, though. They don't have any authority. They just all just get together. Also, or... yeah, but how is this not arguing against elders? Well, because because of the distinction that I made earlier between authority and leadership. It's like, I don't think that elders have authority... Unless, you know, the only sense in which an elder has authority is in as much as they're speaking clearly applying the scripture. Um, And so it's leadership. So it's like you still have leadership. You don't have authority, but that's what an elder is. Or that's what a bishop and overseer is. You know, they're doing the best that they can. So it's like, hey, all this mess with the... Quakers and the Baptists and the Presbyterians and the Shakers. stinking Methodists and Lutherans and, and all it's like this is is it okay to say like this is the kingdom? All of that would you just say? 
Yeah, all, I mean, all of those who are legitimately because there are there are fakers and and you know wrong people in every denomination, but like all those. So in a sense, like this is the Catholic Church, right. and it doesn't have a a pope or an army like it did in the Middle Ages, but uh, like this is the Catholic Church is like that guy in the Lutheran Church, you know, a couple blocks away, and then that guy in the underground church in Laos, like we're members of the same universal church there really is only the, the the two options between like the protestant idea of the universal church and then the catholic the roman catholic view of the universal church like, you really only have those two options as far as like what uh paradigm works yeah. like what what is the truth because with the with the roman catholic church it's you know the institution the visible church you have to you know um you're under that authority and then your ultimate authority is you know pope with, who's been invested with the authority of god or whatever and then you have the protestant idea of catholic church which is i think the preferred uh idea um but then you have all of these um sects and you know mm -hmm. breakoffs and stuff like that so it's just gonna be messy but if we're going to start a local congregation <laughs> and try to do it specifically the way that we think is consistent with the principles that we see in scripture, what we see being practiced, what we see being encouraged. I think the only thing that we've nailed down is like, we're going to kind of have elders. <laughs> we would, what are we going to do? When are, like, what are our meetings going to look like? Are, are they going to be like consistent timed whenever people just kind of wandering in and out of, of living rooms and praying with each other, like, anybody. <laughs> well, Kevin and I speak a lot, so I want to hear other people in the room. <clears throat> Sam, you were fine a couple of minutes ago. How do you feel now? Yeah, that was quite a while ago, actually. Yeah, that was quite a <laughs> Well, uh, <laughs> a question I would raise along with that is if the eight of us were to start a church would it even uh be a church like would we would it be actually... legitimate no, no no not not that it would be legitimate um but like would it even look like what american churches look like today with like a centralized church building or would we, yeah, or would, would we meet in <laughs> Church of the shed. sheds or houses and, you know, in smaller groups well, that's and be connected answering. like we're not all of us are necessarily at every gathering, but maybe we're starting different gatherings in our different homes and that sort of thing. Give us your answer. Would it, so I are think, you saying like Christianity would be like Star Wars fans? Damn, and it's like you, please you, no. I mean, like I'm obviously some of them like Last Jedi. Hey, hey, there's people, there's people <laughs> so who like Star Wars over in that neighborhood, and then the, and hey, we bump into each other and we talk about it, and like we. No, no, it's not simply a bump, bumping into each other. Well, like like the way that I've experienced house churches working in a modern context is in Japan, and um, the one guy who I worked with who was really the start of the whole movement in the area where he works in Tokyo. Um, he, you know, he would start churches and then there would be, uh, you know, uh, branch offs that would start of other people that, uh, you know, uh, ended up in leadership uh, later on. 
but though they wouldn't just branch off and like leave and not be connected anymore. It was like a sister church to it, to where all of these churches, no matter how many of them multiplied into others, and then the ones that they started then multiplied again, they would all stay connected by way of um, like all the leaders would still constantly meet up at certain you know times yeah. throughout the month. And then I, I think it was like every quarter all of them would like rent out a big building and this is meet like what together. Uh, Francis Chan is doing, right? I, I don't know if he is. Right. This sounds exactly like what Francis Chan was advocating for and like actually started doing where there's like quarterly, mm-hmm. they rent out like a lobby of a hotel or something yeah. and, and have a giant worship, whatever. But then other than that, it's house churches mm-hmm. and the leaders, like each house church would have a leader and those leaders would get together like twice a month. Yeah, and and I see that working really well. That's the method that seems to work, at least in that area of Japan, quite well. Um, not that other areas don't have actual church buildings, or even in Tokyo. Um, but, but yeah, that's just, that's the method that seems to function really well in that kind of busy society, where it's like, yeah, you can just meet... You know, if you can't meet up at the at the main church building that a lot of places would have, it's like, well, we have meetings all over the place around Tokyo, so you can go to this, you know, this mm. house church if you want. Um, so I I like that method, um, mm. but I'm not opposed to a main building either. I just think there's more. Uh, I think there's actually more that can be done in the smaller context. Mm. How do you become a legitimate church planner? Is another question I have. In, in, in your view, Trev. Legitimate as in like, like in God's eyes? or? Well, because... I, I think if you go out with the word... I, I grew up in this tradition that actually... It sounds Catholic to say it, but it's like if you wanted to plant a church, you had to have a sponsoring church. You had to be... You had to have... I mean, they, they wouldn't have called it apostolic succession, but it's like... Uh, you have to, you'd have to get ordained, mm. and there would be like a a council, and they'd ask you questions, and then you'd defend like a doctrinal statement, which is actually what would happen even at CCC where I go now. And then they would either affirm or reject your candidacy as a like licensed minister or whatever. And then they would all put hands on you know lay hands on you and pray and commission you, and then you go out with the blessing of X church, you know, of, of celebration community church to go plant like St. Cloud community church or whatever. And, uh, and a church was not legitimate unless it had a sponsoring, what, what they actually called a mother church. And I'm like, well, I don't, I don't think that's, I, I don't see the n- need for that necessarily in scripture. I do see there being a pattern of that, but so th- there's a story that I really like, um, that I usually use whenever it comes to this type of like succession type of thing. A guy goes to Afghanistan, um, and he's got these Arabic Bibles. And, you know, people in Afghanistan are, are Muslim, but they speak Farsi. And he goes there, and he's got like 20 Arabic Bibles, and uh, they find him at the border, and they kill him. And they confiscate all of his Bibles. Okay, story over, right? So then... Like, a month later or something, this guy in Afghanistan goes to the market, and he goes to the cheese shop, and this guy is like, hey, you know, do you want to, um, you want to buy, have you heard this? It's wrapped in cheese. 
or <laughs> <laughs> the yeah, like he cheese. goes to a cheese shop and he buys he buys a Bible or <laughs> and now you got me doing it. He buys some cheese it's and, and the cheese. guy they dipped in the Bible. It's and a fondue Bible. <laughs> anyway, so he goes he goes to the cheese merchant <laughs> and he's like, gonna have some cheese and he's like, sure. And he gives him cheese and it's wrapped. Uh, he he goes home. And he unwraps it, and this guy can actually read Arabic. And he unwraps it, and he's like, oh, this is a cool story. And he, it's the story of Jonah. And he goes back to the cheese merchant the next day, and he's like, hey, do you have, like, I want to buy some more cheese. And he's like, didn't you just buy, like, a, a big chunk from me yesterday? Didn't, you know, did you already eat all that? He's like, well, actually, you know, it had a cool story on it. I mean, if you wrap it in that same paper, then I'll, uh, you know, I'll, I'd, I'd buy it just for the I'd buy the cheese just for the paper and the guy goes well I got you know stacks of these books that I just tear the pages out of them so if you want to buy one of these books and so he buys a bible from a guy who doesn't know that this is a bible he just thinks it's like useless paper in a in a language he can't read um so the guy takes home a bible he reads it comes to Christ dope awesome that guy starts a church like he starts realizing like holy cow there's so much about my my faith like we we think incorrectly about this jesus guy and uh he starts to tell others he builds like okay is that not a legitimate church because it didn't have like ascending authority and what it's like no it's it's operating consistently with the principles of scripture and uh so i would say it's a legitimate church so i'd say if you want to become a legitimate church planter in the eyes of god you need to be operating just like you need to have the Bible, knowledge of the Bible, and a voice. And you can go and, and plant a church. And I would say that that church is legitimate. Hmm. And that's different from being an elder who can uh, administer the sacraments. How? I, I don't... I think that that guy, let's say, you know, in Afghanistan, he, if he starts a church... It's possible for the people of that church to start to recognize him as an elder without any laying on of hands or counsel questioning. All that. I do, I think that that's good, especially when you live in a society that's like like America, where people uh, where there's there's all these different interpreters of the Bible, and you you have this giant shopping like grocery store of of, of candidates who are wanting this it's like you it might do you well to have a process for applying so that you can weed out some of the suckers not suckers some of the losers um but in afghanistan where it's like look beggars can't be choosers sure yeah let's set this guy up as an elder let's have him start like administering the lord's supper and and counseling people and um even being the one to tell someone like look you're living in unrepentant sin we're and we've addressed you once and twice and, you know, with witnesses and you still refuse to repent, like, we need to put you out from us as per, you know, 1 Corinthians 5. I have a good question that would go along with... I'll be the judge of that. That, <laughs> that would uh, go along with uh, if we were to plant a church, if this would be something that would be okay, is say it's that same story, but it's a woman. Hmm. I mean, I'd say that she has the, I mean, I don't even want to say authority, but like, yeah, she can, she can spread the gospel to people. I mean, starting um, a church. I, I'd say that when it comes to the point of 
setting someone up as the leader that it would need to not be her. But I think that she would come to that conclusion if she read the Bible, you know? So I think, um, back to what you're saying, legitimacy. Um, I think the story highlights that, you know, these things can happen in many different ways. But then I think at a certain point, there is protocol laid out in scripture that needs to be addressed so it's mm -hmm. like we didn't do this because it wasn't available but now it's available and now we need to do it mm -hmm. like, like i said yeah uh so the question is you mean so i mean is that we are in america so would we need to go through the channels is that the question no i'm going back to your story and it's like well are we even evangelizing like we ought to and everything like that mm. i mean i i start asking questions i try to zoom out as much as possible and start asking questions that's the problem with the conversation is because i'd probably be going way too far and asking too many questions but i think um if if that's the case then i mean in our context you do what you what you have you do with what you have yeah not what you so would it be you make do with what you do 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 yeah. you do do what you make do when you make it. anyway uh but that was a good question that you asked i think and i think they kind of are along the same lines is that would it be legitimate for someone to go outside the <clears throat> the like avenues the the system that's already set up in there? a culture that does have those avenues right. you're saying yeah that that's good because that's pushing back against what i said because i said earlier i do think that if you have a bible you can go plant a church but it's only it's one of those things where it's like anyone can but not everyone should, you know? So if one of us were to try to plant a church, I do think it would be wise to try to go through a local church to get, not necessarily, I, I probably wouldn't use the word sponsorship, but um, uh, guidance, I think would be a really good word for it. It's like, look, this whatever church you're at was planted at one point, so, I mean, maybe the people who are there are the original planters, or maybe they're second generation or whatever. Why would you look for that, so, Because... Because you're not trying to reproduce what they have. It, is that your question? Is like, why would you look for that? Yeah. Why would you look for their validation when the thing that you're seeking to uh, bring into existence, to manifest, is not at all what they're doing? Well, yeah, that's, that's a good pushback against his pushback against... What do you mean by when you say when... Is, is not what they're doing, sorry. Well, Travis was saying, is why would like, they do you, that? If, if I'm, if what I am trying to manifest in the world, the church that I'm creating, would look 90% different than CCC, then why would I be seeking CCC's stamp of approval, validation, legitimacy, you know? Um, through, through, is that, am I understanding you correctly when you say that? I had that thought already, I wasn't going to bring it up. No, the the different the question I was asking was this: You're trying to seek their, because you know, so we have this mother church, but Protestantism started without a mother church. It was kissing goodbye the mother church. Didn't uh, Luther baptize himself? Exactly. Right. At what? Some point, did he? Yeah. Did he really? Yeah. I still, I still, what? I still, that, dude, that is mind blowing. <laughs> yeah. He still, he was so convinced that he <laughs> baptized himself. <laughs> like I found it. <laughs> There's no one here to baptize me. To be fair, but like he had to do with what he had, right? and he had his ordination was a Roman Catholic ordination. So yeah. Luther was baptized by a Catholic. Yeah. <laughs> so there man. you go. So this is what I'm trying to say: is that we 
we've kissed all of that goodbye hmm. from the very beginning. So why are we trying to do that now? That, that's what what. Confused so you're saying is. don't yeah. yeah. You're saying don't go with the um. That idea. You're just go. Well, just, just go. Get grab a Bible, really maybe a megaphone, and go. All right. So, so what I'm getting at is, it seems that what Protestants have been doing throughout the whole history of Protestantism is trying to uh, take control of the mess and clean it. And all they've done is make it messier. And it's just this complete, it's a cycle, right? You can call it the Reformation or the, the, cool, the school we went to, the college that I graduated from, uh, associated with the Restoration Movement. And the Restoration Movement, I, it actually, you know, yeah, I you liked their about idea. That before. You know, yeah. yeah, it was like setting they everything failed. back and they failed. And we will fail also if we try to do that with churches like, oh, we need a mother church. We need... No, the mess is there. So either the only... So it's like the goal is not to clean up the mess. The goal is just to try something earnest. Yeah, the only way we really clean up the mess is by undoing... Genocide. Oh. No, not genocide. <laughs> is by going back right. to the... No more Protestantism. We're going back to the Roman Catholic Church or Eastern Orthodox. Okay. But that doesn't clean up the mess if you're like gun to people's head. Right. You're in or you're dead. No, you're right. Like, Whoa, did you that's not a right? solution. He's freestyling. Or, Travis the, Lamar. the other thing is there's a mess, you acknowledge it, and you just deal with what you got. So there's no there's no point. There's no there's no point to doing the mother church or anything like that. You could start your own church and people could be like, well, how dare you? You didn't do it biblically. And just be like. What do you mean by biblically? Like, uh, I get that you had the Antioch, Jerusalem. Yeah. Sure, but it's like, is that mandated? Or is that just the pattern that they did? Well, I think it's a natural pattern because of what was... I think there is a, a succession of authority. Because it starts with Jesus, then to the Twelve. And they they were the most respected. And the, and you see that people are listening to Peter already in Acts 1. Well, why yeah, but then that authority is distilled into the Word. But that's the thing. We have the word, which is a product of those who had authority. And that's why we believe that that has authority, because it derives from them. It doesn't, that, That's what I'm saying. Like, no piece of legislation actually or anything has authority, except for people, because people can manifest the authority. So when you talk about, like, uh, the Pope, for instance, well, he had, a, he had authority because he can manifest it, whether it was that he spoke something and someone obeyed, or he was like, well, if you Crusades. don't obey... Right? Or Inquisition. <laughs> Inquisition, yeah. you know what I'm saying? So, like, that's what we're dealing with. We say that Scripture has authority, fine, but at the end of the day, if we believe that this person's wrong and I can't be under their authority... Then I have the authority because of scripture. <laughs> no, but then, yeah, it's just you just <laughs> you leave. Yeah, but yeah. I I had almost thought that we had shifted gears because, like, look, we get it. Like, yeah, democratic anarchy is is the reality, and and people call themselves kings, and denominations call themselves denominations. But like anyone who wants to leave can. Yeah, I'm I'm less concerned with that, and I'm less concerned now with with talking like church polity or authority leadership semantics and i'm like okay what are we gonna do what is what's this thing gonna look like and what are we gonna do when like when we meet right how that, do we meet so that's what i was saying is like we don't need yes yeah. this kind of thing of you know authority from a mother church or whatever we just do it we so, started well that's why so i asked planted church right now well, that's why i yeah. asked my question about what the actual physical structure of it would look like would it would you want to try to do a church building or would you just 
have branch off, branched off smaller groups. I'm kind of smaller groups. Yeah, I think that's. Why would that be better? More uh, personal time together to actually be working on each other as opposed to one, you know, person speaking to hundreds of people and then never talking to them individually. I, I just think it's never that, the set, best option to do it that way. Yeah, to me, that setup is something we inherit from church tradition that I think was being corrupted, anyways. So you're I think, saying from like Roman Catholic tradition? Yeah, yeah, like that kind of. And I don't, I don't think that that's really healthy. And I think the more intimate, I mean, even if you wanted to meet in a centralized location, I don't think that's wrong. But I would set it up in a different way where it's not like here's the performance stage and here's the audience. So with. Uh... With what you were saying was happening in Japan, mm-hmm. Sam, and then what I was saying Francis Chan was um, advocating for, mm-hmm. which is the house churches, the leaders have meetings, you know, bi-monthly or whatever, and then you have quarterly gatherings. Is the purpose of those quarterly gatherings basically just like a pep rally? Like where you get together and you're like, <laughs> man, this. look at it. Like, look how fruitful this has been. It's... it's a metric, you know, a way of measuring the success. It's like how how big of a auditorium did we have to rent? You know, that's one mm. way that you measure the success of your movement, and then also just like a hype uh, point. I don't know if it had those underlying, you know, uh, or what. I'm I'm asking, what is the reason for them? I I think it was just to have the connection of that whole. A movement or whatever you want to call it that that whole connected network to for all these people that wouldn't normally be seeing each other because of whatever smaller group that they were in it's like yeah. let's all meet together so that the whole you know church in a sense could be together um and so they have like a it's like a big meal and time together to spend together i don't know what i wasn't there for any of those so i didn't get to see exactly what it looked like but that's just i had heard you know they told me that they had this big meeting with everyone in have a big t- big meal time together and everything, but yeah, Prince yeah Princess Chan does that as well, and I think the idea behind it is that they are um, they're communicating by gathering together that they're still one body, yeah. Even though they meet individually, um, in their smaller little groups, do do they believe that they are one body, distinct? It, do they when they say that do they mean it in a way other than the fact that like all Christians are one body? I mean, I don't really know, but I'm assuming that they that they don't mean that they're distinct from the greater universal yeah. church. I don't think that they mean yeah. that, but they are. So that the second they're a local thing, context of. But then my because my the thing second is the reason they would meet together was that they're they're showing that they're still all under the same um, government, church government. In a sense, where they're so they're 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 meeting. They're part, it's like they're part of the same movement. They're all yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, because my my not pushback. I mean, it's just kind of a, a thought experiment. Is okay. You're gonna meet, let's say, once every quarter. Then there they're gonna be some people, some let's say house church leaders, elders, whatever you wind up calling them. They're gonna be some house church leaders that are like, I think we should meet less frequently than that. I think we should meet, you know, maybe just once every year or something, like every Christmas. Let's have a big get together. And then you'll have other people who will be like, I think we should meet more frequently. In fact, I think we should meet every week. And then it's like, well, then you're just doing the same. You know, they're they're doing four times a year what a lot of churches are just doing 52 times a year. And it's like, if if you have a strong um, 
I'm not saying that I would like it or dislike it, but I'm saying if you have a strong house church movement where the leaders of those house churches are being, you know, discipled and taught and, and counseled and they're, they're, you know, strengthening each other, they're uh, bolstering up each other, would you ever need the pep rally? It wouldn't be necessary, but uh, um, I think the point, yeah, the point of it is, is, is what was already being said, what Kevin was saying, I, I think. And I mean, yeah, it's not the same as the way church is normally done here in the States, because let's say it's branched off and there's now 40 small groups, you know, mm -hmm. they're all meeting together. That's at least 40 leaders. You know, that's not something that most churches have. Mm -hmm. um, and so, and yeah, they might do things differently here and there, but also the point of it is to not let those groups get too big and to then, once it gets to a certain amount of people, be training, uh, you know, yeah, one or somebody two people in mind to yeah, lead. that are in your group. Yeah. To then branch off to lead uh, uh, elsewhere. My so, so yeah, I mean, the point of it is in a sense, kind of what is done. Actually, no, I wouldn't even say that because because you were saying it's it's like the same as what other churches do 52 times a year. Mm -hmm. But it's not because at least from what I was shown of what they do in, in Japan when they meet is like it it is a time, I think, partially of celebration to, to yes, yeah, see, like this is how many yeah. people are in, you know, kind of in, in this community in a sense. But um, also it's a fellowship time yeah. of, of eating together and stuff. It's not when it's like that. It's not simply just like a... Um, you know, a regular church meeting. Like yeah. Would have. So would you say that there's not like the preached word, not because they don't prioritize the preached word, but they're like, look, we think that the ideal context for the word to be opened and elaborated upon is living room. Maybe. Well, actually, or, I, I, know, I don't know. Coffee shop or whatever. They might also do, do it during those meetings. Okay. I don't know. Um, but either way, I think, yeah, the fact that they, all the other weeks are meeting... I, I think, or go ahead. All the other well, I, I think just the fact that they're only doing those large meetings, you know, quarterly uh, is because they do think that the context of the smaller group where everyone has a voice and is able to discuss more intimately and actually get involved in each other's lives yeah. is the better context. Yeah, I 100% I agree with what you're saying. I think that the argument that one might make and that I think I would actually wind up making is like, don't you think that that, okay, so the pep rally thing where it's like you celebrate, and I'm not calling it a pep rally to sound disrespectful, it's just the word that's coming to mind, the large gathering. When you get together, uh, you said there were two things, it's like you're celebrating the forward movement of the... That's my assumption. Of, of what's going on, and maybe even more importantly, like you're all just fellowshipping. Yeah. And I'm like, I think it's dope that I get to do that fellowship 52 weeks a year but you don't that's my year. point is you but don't i feel like i do man like i i when i'm at church i'm there early and i stay late and i usually wind up having like good deep dense conversations it's usually you guys know the woods mm -hmm. at ccc um it's like that family is a huge blessing to my heart and i wind up talking with you know the mom and dad and they have great kids um and just being encouraged by them and encouraging them you know, talking about how's work. I know you said you had this thing going on and, and you said that, you know, this person was sick and how's this person? Like, how can I be praying for you? Or, or even other people. Like I, when I go to church, I don't go to church 
primarily for the preached word. Um, I guess in a sacramental sense I do. Like I go for the preached word and I go for communion. But like I, I like the phrase of, and I think I might have even said it on here. Like I don't go to church to be with God. I spend all week with God. I come to church to be with you guys. Mm. And so for me, the you guys is the woods and it is the, you know, uh, otherwise I honestly would just stay in my pajamas and, you know, Chromecast the, the, uh, sermon onto the thing and grab some grape juice out of the fridge and some whatever, you know, keto gluten-free bread Nicole would have, uh, and just, and just, you know, partake of communion. It's like, okay, I got my sacraments. I'm going to, you know, flip over to see who's in the playoffs or whatever. Um, Luther baptizing himself like you're a minister so you <laughs> well no I'm I'm the... like that guy that guy on the TV is the guy who's administering the sacraments oh, uh, because he's he's like cyber blessing them oh, um, <laughs> and also I don't believe in real eating so uh, anyway <laughs> but like I I'm not so okay I'm not okay yeah. like staying in my living room because the thing that I deeply get out of every Sunday is fellowship and i do get a lot of really good like um have you, you've met dan right no you've um, mentioned him i haven't met him i mean he's pretty new to the church but like he's he's great he's he can get into good deep conversations or like i'll see i don't know you you guys know what i'm talking about it's like there are people there that i see them and i'm like oh man i i want to talk to that and i almost always wind up leaving church thinking Man, I had so many great, substantial, and even like gospel-centered conversations, but still there were so many faces of people that I saw them, and I got excited, and I, and I was going to go talk to them, and I didn't get a chance to. So next week, I'll get a chance to. And if I had to wait another three months before the... And I know you can FaceTime them or whatever, but uh, I, I like the family gathering aspect of, of weekly worship. Um, I don't... I would restructure church. I wouldn't do the the preaching up front and the whole, you know, performance as I, I, I performance aspect of it. I would change a lot, but the weekly aspect of, of all coming together in a in one location, um and refreshing each other, speaking gospel truth to each other, even asking about like, hey, how was your aunt's surgery or whatever, like that is I, I would not be able to live on just that four times a year. I think, so, you're right that they're almost like this, like, uh, reflection of each other. You have the the typical way of doing church right now, which is where you have these large gatherings and then you have small groups. And I think maybe one of the differences is that there's a there's a, just an emphasis shift, mm-hmm. where there's just more of an emphasis on that intimate fellowship rather than the, you know, the the fellowship that you get in that general assembly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I will say if I think about it in the context of also having small groups uh, at our church along with the Sunday mornings, it is kind of the inverse of what I've seen elsewhere where house churches are the main thing. Uh, I would say the one difference that's significant there is that if the context is normally the house church format and you're inviting someone who maybe doesn't normally go to church to that format, I think they're more likely to like it and want to stay and actually be more involved, intimately involved. Um, Those people than, don't go unseen. Right. Those people As don't a, go unseen because they're good, sitting on exactly. the couch in front yeah. of you. Exactly. As opposed to doing it yeah. the other like, way. Hey, man, how was your week? And you like, you know, 
You look at him. I, I do. Well, finish that thought, but I... I'm, well, because well, I was going to say, just at least within our church context with Celebration Community Church, we have life groups, but the majority of people don't go. And they just go to Sunday morning and then disappear. So I think having it, the emphasis the opposite way, where it's like we have these meetings that are going to happen mm. quarterly, yeah. which will be this awesome celebration together, but our main focus are these smaller groups where we will each be given time to really yeah. spend time together. And That's more important. I'd say it's worse than mm. that because what grinds my gears um, <laughs> is you're in church and... Oh, man, I'll say the bad thing, and then I'll say the worst thing. It's like, uh, you know, you have the closing songs, and then benediction, God be with you till we meet again, and then amen. And people are like, all right, I'm out. And they, they just head out the door, and they're gone. I'm, I don't mean like, oh, they went to go pick up their kid, and they're hanging out over there and talking for, or, or this week they had that lunch with someone or whatever, but, like, they're just gone. And then what's worse than that is, like, you have the preaching, and then bow our heads for a couple minutes, reflection, communion, and then right after communion, people oh, the, leave. Yeah, yeah. yeah and I'm like, yeah. uh, so Luke, our worship pastor, he's, he's like, I try to glare at those people <laughs> as they're out the door. And I know, you know, people got, oh, it was because this person got a call that their mom was in the hospital. and But, but it's like, not all of them. And <laughs> I, I bet 99% of them, it's just like, they, they're, they're done. They check their box of like, I went to church, they have this, like uh, you brought up earlier, like this Catholic understanding of, of like checking the box, taking the sacraments. I got my, my shot for the next week and now I'll just go home and they don't do any of that fellowship stuff. And I'm like, why do you even bother coming? Just turn on the TV and mm -hmm. watch stinking, I don't know, whoever. You, right now every church is doing it. So you could really yeah. take your pick. Did you go to church? It's uh, nah. closer to Chipotle. Yeah. That's awesome. Oh, Ah, so it, it's worse than that in that sense. But I do see your your uh, point about saying like um, that maybe they're more likely to come. But I would ask, like, let's say you weren't a Christian and someone invited you to either a small, intimate living room Bible study or someone uh, invited you to a church show you know, in, in the way that a lot of churches are a show, it's like, which of those would you be more likely to go to? I think you benefit more from the small Bible study. Mm -hmm. Which would you be more, would you be more likely to go to like a, a, a concert of a band that you didn't really care about? Or like a small living room, like listen sesh, well, where someone be... put on vinyl and... I, mean, I think that's, that's how small. I came to Christ. Yeah, I came to Christ that way. Okay, cool. There's like small. that was a legitimate. Yeah. You came to Christ through like a more like a house church concert. Okay. I think people, unbelievers, would. I think I think it depends. Like what their goal is. If their goal is to, or what's curious about it, I think they'll go to the big church because there's less people to judge them, mm. and they can kind of slip yeah. in, get a taste. And then yeah, and nobody, no, no one, no one notices if that's a new person or not. Like mm -hmm. that's, let's be honest. Like I, when we went to Alvin's church, no one knew we were new. Like I guarantee they're like, oh, those people have never been here before. Yeah. Uh, they only knew is because they didn't have our last names. And that's weird. a huge church, right? From what you guys are uh, saying. Oh well, Kevin, it didn't seem. It didn't Kevin, seem that we big. We found actually. your church's twin. 
right. living water. Have you been to his church? Yeah. It was yeah. the same thing, dude. Like the it same was branding the, and colors. They and sang the same worship songs. Yeah, I didn't like oh, the worship songs. Dude. And like the message was almost They the had same great thing. lighting effects. <laughs> Don't sound so excited about it. Well, it just makes me think that I, they're just copy and pasting or something. Like, is there any. Yeah, decision? Are there any decisions being made? Or they just say, you know. Who, our over tech, you know, our I, tech overlords are deciding all the songs that we play. I would say the same thing could definitely happen at CCC. Like, and it's not a super big church, and especially now with COVID, like the numbers are down. But still, on a Sunday morning, if I see a face I don't recognize, I don't think, "Hey, out of town visitor, I should, you know, go say hi to that person or whatever." Yeah. Um, and so we kind of just, well, go ahead. You're... Oh yeah, and then also you know, like the that, that one church. The big problem I had that with that church is that, like, I felt like he wasn't preaching. I felt like it was just an inspiration. Like, it, it, like motivational. Like, motivational thing. I, I don't like when pastors do that. It was more of, like, a motivational. What would be the like, difference? But, but I didn't, okay, so from him, I didn't learn anything that would help me grow in Christ more. It would just help me, hey, that felt good. That felt good in me. That wasn't me, like, Jesus, <laughs> yeah, it wasn't like Jesus thank you. Look, this, this is not whole a thing but this... was about helping you to grow. You were yeah, but it attention. wasn't because of Jesus. It was like help yourself. It's not because of Jesus. That's you need fair. to be the one doing that. Look, I'm not, I, I just, I'm not here to I defend it, but what the whole sermon or inspirational speaking is was Were about... saying that it was inspired or <laughs> not inspiring. It, it, was, it didn't inspire. It's supposed <laughs> to be inspired. Was about like using several stories in Scripture and showing how sometimes in order to grow the way God wants you. To, you need to change some things. Yeah, and he but... gave he gave like repentance. He gave like, well, I don't know. It's just he, he used the story of Jonah. He used the story of David. He oh, used... so, was, so, so I'm was David it then? Jesus? I know what you're talking about. <laughs> was it? Uh, but like, was it Jesus focused or was no. it like uh, like Hey, here's a here's a good example here's from Jesus the life foreshadowing. Of... Focus. Yeah, I, I because was, that's he, what those but, stories. But he said that. But this is who he is. I think we really do need to make it. He put explicit. you in. Oh, he as did use Jesus. He did no, use Jesus because but, the other story was yes, about the you're disciples. Not but David. here's the thing: the though, disciples like, in the water, I, Jesus coming. When I left, I didn't feel like I, long, I was. I grew more in Christ. I didn't feel like, wow, I didn't leave church saying, God, thank you for that sermon. It changed my life. No, I left that church thinking every Sunday you're leaving saying that because I I'm gonna call you a liar. I, no. Okay. You wait, Can how you many times have you been to this church? Once. You're, okay. So it was, yeah, it was even the pastor speaking. Every time it I've was been to this church. a guest. <laughs> it was a guest. It was a guest speaker. But like, I've been to some churches, but I'm like, I've been to this church. I was like, it, it felt like a motivation. Like, it just, it felt like a, hey, you did a good job. Be better. You can do it better with this 2021. Do you, do you think yeah, other people at it's, it's, that service that David was at walked away feeling not inspired, but like, having heard the word and being pointed to Jesus and he, he used less growth than, in the gospel. We, there was the three of us that went and he used less than one verse yeah. in the whole uh, sermon. Uh, no, that's not even close to being true. How could he tell the story of Jonah he, and David without using other verses? You're saying I'm, he didn't I'm saying quote his, like his, the verbatim. Right, he, he was using right. one he, verse, part of one verse, as his like overall message. Yeah, it wasn't And then Jeremiah. he was using examples no, of was, stories from Jesus scripture. Says, never opening up the, you know, never telling us to open up the Bible. There was no verses on screen except for that half of a verse kind of thing. Which was? This, this verse was, follow me and I will make you ellipsis. Yeah, that's where it stops. <laughs> okay? That's yeah, literally where you. it stops. And then, and he's like, this is how God has made the people that we know in the Bible. Why? Okay, but like you got... how David became David. But that's not how the one. Jonah... How did you become David? But this is what I'm saying. Look, 
I think there's problems with that church, but I think what you're getting at is just superficial. Nitpicking. Yeah, yeah it's superficial. That doesn't matter because it does like, matter. No, because people can talk about like scripture and, and preach it, and I still feel like I didn't get anything because it was so like just head knowledge and like, oh, you told me a Greek word that I'm about to forget in 15 seconds. That's also true. You know, yeah. like that does that to me is not what what no. bothered. What bothered me was how the majority of the worship, like you could see in in the actual like music and stuff, was about. I'm sorry, because this was also your church. But it was all, <laughs> it was all about like overcoming and victory, all this vague. Me, me, me. Yeah, yeah like, triumphal, I did it. Triumphalism. Triumphalism yeah. and all that stuff. And like, God. Oh, they sang the song where it's like, the, the battle belongs to the Lord, and so we're going to oh. win. <laughs> you know, I think they sang that at the church I was at over the last weekend because I was out of town. Yeah. That's saying. So, because what Dude, I was saying. Luke, having like. Having Luke as our worship pastor, and he's incredibly theologically solid, and his theology informs his song choice and the way you know he structures the flow of the service, the liturgy, everything. Like that is, I I value that yeah. incredibly. I think that that's probably the most uniquely outstanding thing that our church does well is specifically that. Yeah, you had a you had a thing. I. I'm going to be the voice of dissent and where the question is, do you need a universal church? I'd say no. Um, I would saw like at first I was sitting there like, yeah, you know, that makes sense. And then I was like, no, because every part of the body needs to be treated differently. Yeah. Uh, and we're all one body, but different parts. And to say that, well, we need one universal church is to then say like, well, we're going to address everything as a left hand. It's like, but, but we're not all left hands. And yeah. I think by sitting here and trying to say, this is how the church should, like, this is the ideal church. Plato's world of um, we 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 really miss the mark on how everyone's different. And I really think that we're not accounting or giving enough credit for the Holy Spirit interceding in the message that we receive. Yeah. Um, and which is kind of why I asked that question. Like, okay, David didn't get that at that church. And mm -hmm. I would argue that that's okay, that that's not the church for you. But are there others who are going to go there, hear that message, and then say, hey, uh, I see that, and I want to be made more into the image of Christ, and I see how God has used these images and transformed people, and that is pushing them to it. And, you know, I... Like so I, Eric was able to get the good out of that yeah. message. Oh, oh, or maybe, or maybe you know, I don't want to say that you did, but maybe Eric's just, maybe Eric's like, yeah, I see the silver lining, but someone sitting there is like, they bought into it hook, line, and uh -huh. singer, and we're like, yeah, like, that's transformational. And to sit here and be like, well, like, this is how we plant a church, hook, this is how we build a church, and this is how we in. make a church. Mm -hmm. And it's just like, you know what, like, I think churches need to reach the unreached. I think their focus needs to be on scripture. Uh, and that, and, and specifically Christ and the redemption and, uh, boxes are checked like that. I, like, like I'll at say that point, when the spirit intercedes, cause let's be frank about it. Like it's easier to get the camel through the needle of an eye, through the eye of a needle than it is to get into the gates of heaven. And like a rich man. And, or, yeah. Well, um, the needle of the eye. Shush. <laughs> um, uh, but, but you know, it's like. Next to the retina. But, you know, like, I, I think, uh, you know, I, I really do think that, you know, it, church is, many people are going to attend church out of obligation. Uh, and, and 
not heartfelt obligation. Um, it might be cultural Drudgery, obligation. Yeah. yeah and, and, you know, it, again, church should just be, not should just be, the focus of church should be we're in an area where people are unreached. It like, hey, and, and like when you're talking about like church and church planning and all that, like, and, and you know, if, if it's a 90%, if, if our vision for the church is 90% different from that church, what's the value of going there? The value of going there is saying, hey, where, where are the people that you're impacting? Great. Mm. Let me not go to that area and let me find an area of people that are not being impacted mm. by the church. Because you know what? 10% of the gospel is still better than 0% of the gospel. So if, if we're all preaching the gospel and we're all opening the word and we're trusting in the Holy Spirit to intercede in the message, that should be sufficient. I agree largely with what you said. I think maybe I meant different things with some of my... Like when I say universal church, really all that I'm referring to is the family of God. And what you don't mean is uni uniformly church. Yeah, like I think that, I think like that the, the expression of Christ-following community in Japan and in, uh, you know, Ethiopia... And in Nicaragua, like, those things might look very different from each other. I think that there are going to be, uh, you know, so, constants. There are going to be some things that it's like, there's going to be the word. There's going to be encouragement. There's going to be, uh, you know, praying for each other and, and, and confession of sin and those sorts of things, which is something that we don't do in, I mean, 99 point, how many nines percent of, of American churches is like there's the, the confession nine, of sin. Nine, nine. <laughs> There's going to be head coverings. Exactly. So I think, you, I think you just finished no, the exercise then. Huh? I think you just finished the exercise then. No, 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 no. You, answered, <laughs> you, you, you just answered but, the question. No, no, no. I'm saying like, so the original exercise is if we were going to start a church, it, it would be here. It wouldn't be in Nicaragua or Ethiopia or whatever. It would be here. I mean, unless we all move there. So, but, like, what would it look like here? So you're, so you're saying you specific, said so little specific you, about what but, this. But, 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 okay, so my question is, are you talking about if we were to build a church, a singular, not a single local Yeah, body. like, like yeah. okay, because I understood the question to be, if we are going to build a church as in a, yeah. Like, like a, a, a movement. A denomination yeah. or a religion. And I was like, like well, I think. Sorry, I no, I, I meant local church. Yeah. Yeah, and I think it ultimately largely doesn't matter i would argue that i would say get a group of believers get a bible in there open it up congratulations you just did 90 percent of the work whether it's in a shed whether it's in a temple whether it's a, a temple like a like a church structured yeah. temple uh or whether it's on a couch uh i'm confused about one thing you said 90 percent of the work like getting a group of people opening up the bible and what's the other 10 percent I, yeah, I think uh, worship, I agree with the heart uh, of that, but you know, I don't know. Worship study, I'm not that optimistic. Okay. Okay, I'll just yeah, I'm not. I'm not saying. Yeah. I'm not optimistic. Like, hey, and then it works. It, I, I think you do need a longer book than just that pamphlet to to actually establish it, to to functionally I, establish it. I think that I. Oh yeah, I, I think you can. You know, what what's our window dressing going to look like? And you know, where are we going to put the the cross in the building, you know, I, I think ultimately none of that matters. I think it's just, 
You but you're what well, you're talking about are things that don't matter, but let's talk about the things that do matter. Okay, because so, so, the things so, that do matter so what, are so what would you say are numerous. the things that matter? Okay, well I brought up head coverings and that's an interesting conversation. Female leadership, what are is there any gender specific roles? Uh what about what defines a marriage? What about how like how many people are we allowing in the local congregation just till whenever? Or is it gonna be a split off and then we're gonna and if we are gonna divide then who how do you decide leadership there? All these questions are there because that's what historically has had to be dealt with by every single church. Uh-huh. And whether or not you intend to start a movement doesn't mean it's not the same whether one does start. Well, and all of those things that you brought up are what I was going to say is that we can have all these, you know, ideas of what church structure should look like. What you're talking about with like the building or, or smaller groups or whatever and all these little details. But when it comes to like what Eric's talking about. It's denominational differences mm-hmm. yeah. that could be detrimental and split up the church. Like, yeah, no. which I I would say, and this is just real quick. I think you're better off seeking to attach yourself to an imperfect church that that exists than trying right. to start another imperfect church. Right, right. <laughs> like, yeah. Let's rephrase the question. It, how would you architecturally? <laughs> we're about we're about to begin this podcast. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, okay. How would you so, build a church, literally? Architecturally, how would you... It, <laughs> in in, the shape in of regards to, to your question, again, like, I think you're you're trying to set rules that are, like Sam said, are only going to cause division and strife. And, and again, <laughs> yeah. like, which, which, fine, like, if, if you, like, if we want to just go through a, a, you know, no disrespect, a, a, a pointless exercise of, like, Oh, right. in my fantasy world, if I built a church, how would I do it? And I mean, that like, is kind of what we're doing. That is, like, that is. But like, but again, we're not like, going to solve but, these. But problems. Re- but realistically, like, I, you know, yeah, these are questions that are addressed by other churches. But like, we're at at this point, we're just spinning our wheels on it on the question, and it's I I would argue that it's pointless. Okay, so here's what I would say: black and white. And what I mean by black and white is the extremes and what we can easily see but not the shades of gray okay okay on one side of the spectrum you could say you know you have the extreme where it's like every little thing is is filled out and this is like the the checklist is so long it's like all the minutiae is in the checklist. okay and then you have kind of what you're saying where it's like forget that because it's only going to cause problems let's just do the church okay yeah neither of those really work and I, you, you, you have even if it's a living room, you have a living room, uh, twelve people in there, good biblical number. You have twelve <laughs> people in there, and then it's like, hey, it's time to take communion. We break the bread, and I'm looking at it. And I'm like, wow, how, how crazy is it that this is the body of Christ? And then David's like, no, it's not. It's symbolic. And now whoever the leader is is going to have to weigh in on that, and whatever he says. Is probably gonna wind up. I, you know, maybe yeah. maybe the person will come around, but if it winds up, you know, driving the person out, it's like you've just kind of established. It, it either happens all at the start in the beginning, you come up with your giant checklist, or over the lifespan of your church, you yeah. wind up with but, that checklist anyway. But if if the goal of the church is just to keep your numbers, I think you've missed your mark. Like, I, no, like it's not, not to keep saying your that. Okay, but okay. Well then, hey. What's going to lead you to Christ better? You want to say it's the body? Go for it. You want to say it's a symbol? Go uh, for it. Whatever. Uh, what's putting... But, 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 okay. You just have so, your truth. 
No. <laughs> I'm I'm focusing on the most important truth, which is which is God, Christ, salvation, redemption. That that big picture there, and to sit here and argue like, oh, it's 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 the body and blood of Christ. Okay, then go to a Catholic church. Fine, go to whatever is going okay, to okay. lead you to Christ. Let me give you an example here. Okay, I I agree with you. I think that. God sending his son Jesus to okay. die for us is beautiful and like how there's like this relationship between Jesus and his church and it just reminds me of my relationship with my husband okay and how I just feel like I'm to love him like Christ loves the church okay you got nothing to say if, is am, <laughs> because... am, am I am do you would I do you genuinely think that anything I could say would change your mind. What? Could I say anything? Could I open up a Bible and go, theoretically, boom, yes. right there? No. But look, no, theoretically, I, look, yes look. Is, is, is an incorrect answer. I Scripture, I have no ability to do that. It is Christ, it's God moving in you. It's yes, Christ moving you're saying so, if, if you pointed to the Scripture and he still said, nah, I'd like, say, I don't buy that. Okay, find a church that you jive with that leads mm. you to Christ no, because uh, ultimately that's not what, leading them to Christ yeah. but because, but ulti- okay is me opening up the Bible and going gay wrong you're wrong <laughs> sorry uh, <laughs> keep, okay, keep coming don't, but gay don't wrong. caricature <laughs> but, it like but the, is no this but let's be honest? real about it like yeah. like I cannot change anyone's right, mind right, no, it's I, Christ agree. moving within them right. so what is better for me to say Okay, well, you're wrong because my church says you're wrong, and here's the doctrine of our church that says you're wrong, which is only going to alienate them more. Or saying, hey, it's not only going to alienate them more. By by, sh- you're saying that by showing someone, by pointing someone to the scripture. No, I'm not saying that. I'm saying by saying our church says you're wrong. But you're will not that person them, continue to come? You're, you're not pointing them, pointing them to, the them to your church's doctrinal statement. You're pointing them to the scripture. Why? I was about to and say that. It's like that. the word is alive. Okay. So the, the the word is alive to bring about those changes. Okay, like the and, spirit I, works and I do that. Word. Is that person going to then say, okay, if Christ moves within them, that's a change of heart. That's a different story. But if Christ doesn't move within them, what are they going to Oh, I'm just going to keep showing up because even though this church has a problem with it. So, or so are they going to go find another church here's the, that fosters their growth in Christ and right, then right, eventually right. that changes Here's them. the duality that you're... you're pre- Maybe I'm misunderstanding. Here's the duality that it seems is being presented in this. Either I don't take them to the word and I just say, go to a different church. And then they go to a different church. Or I do take them to the word and they get frustrated and go to a different church. It's like they went to a different church. I'm accountable for like... What what I'm saying is, hey, check it out. Biblically speaking, here's where I would say you're wrong. Okay? That jives, that doesn't jive. If it doesn't jive... That's fine by me. Find a church that jives with you. Because that, well, hold on, wait, wait, wait. Because I don't want to get off from the point that I was trying to make, which is, are you not like? How are you going to tell him he's wrong if you guys, as a church, have not defined that? And it's not more than just, hey, Jesus, God, salvation. Because now you've got into relationships here that are proper and improper. Like, are you representing the church, or is the body like? Is it each one of us are going to give our input? Yeah. Well, how does that work? So I would say you turn to scripture. You say... Who's who's you? Everybody is a church? Is this a church 
No, you're upon... saying the person who is having this one-on-one -on -one conversation with yeah. them, right? Okay, go yeah, ahead. Yeah, I would say, I would turn to scripture and say, that is where it says it. Okay, and then if someone, let's say Sam goes to scripture, let's say he's in 1 Corinthians, he says, look, I know this is what Paul seems like he's saying, but he's not actually saying that. He's speaking more about male prostitutes, not homosexual proper relations. Yeah, good question. Um, <laughs> no, no, like, it's it's yeah. fair, but I think, I think ultimately the the push should be for a relationship with God and Christ and the and it should not be about church retention or church numbers or, or yeah, anything and, and, and I'm not, I'm not saying that's what it is but but by sitting there and saying like okay well uh, you know I I'm a proponent of get people to a church that they listen in right. you know get not, when, and not once just, they're listening then that's when the transformation comes what you're saying the transformation comes first and then they'll listen to those other arguments without you like you don't have to address the moral issues right away yeah well see that hmm. that's different than what you said though because i was going to bring up an example that I, a true example that i know of that deals with what we were just saying i'll say that first so there was a, a story i heard of a, of a of a woman who was a lesbian at the time and, but someone had invited her to go to this, and this also advocates for smaller groups, because <laughs> she was invited to go to a small group, um, and and she knew it was a Bible study, as far as I, I know, or at least she found out when she got there. But she, they they didn't turn her away when they found out that she was a lesbian. They were, they just they said, you know, if you want to keep coming back, keep coming back. They yeah. and that's but that's different. From a video. Uh, yeah, this, well, yeah, it was a video I watched. Is this Rosaria about. Champagne Butterfield you're talking I about? I don't remember her name. It might have been her. Yeah, she wrote, but, the, she wrote two books. She wrote The Secret Thoughts of an Unlikely Convert. She was a very prominent, outspoken, like, lesbian feminist, spoke at all sorts of universities around the country, and then, like, came to Christ, and it's yeah. like, dang, every door is just getting slammed in my face. Right. Well, and that's the thing I was going to say is like, they didn't turn her away. I don't know if like they said, well, like when they found out, they're like, okay, well, this is what the Bible says. But regardless, they said, hey, keep coming back. And she was she also not a believer though. Right. And she right? wasn't. Yeah. And she eventually came to Christ through that. And that's different than saying, well, if you don't, if, if you're... And... Hang on. Well, I was going to say, it, it, that's different uh, than saying like, well, hey, if you're a lesbian, since we don't agree with that here, go, go find a church, church that agrees with that. So, okay, so yeah, I, I I think I misspoke and I I jumped one step ahead, which was, well, hey, that that's not what Scripture says. We're kicking you out. That's not what I intended. It was right. that's not what Scripture says. Keep coming, like, but if you're offended by that and that's gonna and that's gonna slam the brakes on it, cool. Go find go find it. Then then I would encourage you to go find a church that you will step into and, and attend. So not specifically find one that agrees with being Scripture. a lesbian or something or like, yeah, it, it, it doesn't have to be. I mean, if, if you do, if you find one, they exist, that's you know, church. Yeah. Also like in Eric's primary example, it was like, I am a Christian and looking at God, like, wow, I feel this inspirational thought about me and you know, my life partner. It's like, th that's a guy, that's different than the example of what Sam's saying or the um, example of Rosaria Champagne Butterfield, where it's like, I'm not a believer, but I'm, and I pretty much got my mind up made about this whole Christianity deal. So like, whatever, I'll come to your Bible study or I'll come to your church. And, you know, uh, she talks about like coming into the church and she's got all these bumper stickers of like, 
you know, love is love and like even pro-abortion bumper stickers on her church. And she's like, you know, people are going to chase me out of this place. And she goes in and, you know, people are just like, hey, cool. Like, listen to the sermon and, you know, I'll see you later or I'll, I'll, I'll see you around. I'll talk to you. And uh, she just kept getting in deeper and deeper with mm-hmm. that uh, that pastor's small group that he led in his house and even just, you know, coming over and talking to the pastor and his wife about these sorts of things. And and she's hyper intellectual like she's to read her writing is um it's a thing of beauty she's very poetic but she's also like she's shaken you know by all this sort of stuff and uh yeah i think that that's a lot better of an idea i think you do need to to show them why you or your church or whatever believes what it believes coming straight from the scripture Mm -hmm. and it's like hey if that person does get upset be like, hey, I'm like th- this is this is what the scripture says, and I'm I'm not trying to upset you unnecessarily or anything. I hoped that this I hope that this can keep being a conversation. Like there are even students at my school where I teach that disagree hard on uh, you know specifically things like that, and it's like okay, well you're you're free to disagree. Like let's have uh, we have a quiz right now, and then we have a lot to get to today. But tomorrow we have a little bit shorter of a class, so if you wanna you know, talk about it then and maybe even like do a little bit of homework and come back and um, we can have like a structured conversation. And I have never had a student um, just just bogus, like, you know, just get upset and, and they can't really leave because they have to come back to school the next day. But I've, I've never had a student just get uh, upset and refuse to have the conversation. Um, they might not like where I wind up going with it and they might even disagree with me in the end but they're pretty willing to at least engage yeah I I can vouch for that because I work with like at Chick-fil-A I work with like a lot actually a lot of gay people they all know I'm a Christian they I don't let hide them it. work there yeah, they. I don't hide it. Oh they gosh, all know yes. I'm a Christian, and we well, honestly Chick Fil A has a reputation we, of being very. Uh... We have a conversation at least once a week about homosexuality, and it's I I've never ever went into anyone that was gay Chick Fil A just saying, oh you're uh, homophobe, homophobe. Yeah, thank you, thank you, homophobe. Like we upset. No, they they're willing. They're always willing to listen to what I have to say and what my beliefs are. But at the end, like we're still good friends, and that doesn't change like Alfred. It doesn't change the way I see them. They doesn't see the way, and they I still wind up disagreeing. They still end up disagreeing. And, and but this it is doesn't... this is a person who's not a believer, right? right. So but yeah, it doesn't it's like hey, let's keep this conversation. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not saying it yeah. should, but I'm, what I'm saying, what I'm saying is, to <clears throat> to sit down and and to nail out all this minutia, I think is excessive. I think again, point point to God, point to scripture, let the scripture do the work. Instead of sitting there and going, well, okay, we uh, see or we believe that this is wrong and this is right and head coverings are necessary for these and but not for those and all this stuff. I think it's just, you know, hey, they are. <laughs> come to church. Statler and Waldorf. Learn about me. Christ. <laughs> Learn about God. Let that move you. Okay? If, if, what you're hearing or learning about offends you and you don't want to come back, go find another church. Like, that's completely acceptable. But be in church. Because yeah, I, I would almost... I'd be afraid to say that. I'd be afraid to say, like, 
go to a, a church where you feel more comfortable because like, look, I, I, one, I would fear for such a church's theology and whether they're really going to consistently point them to the actual Christ. But two, it's like, I think you need to be uncomfortable. I, and, I agree. I agree. Like, but, but would that person continue? Would you say it's better for that person to just stop coming to church or for, or to go to a church? It depends on the church. Yeah, I, I think it would I think it would be better for them to stop going to church and to probably do some more research on Christian opinions on their own than to go to a church that's going to affirm every well, I, What does the I, Bible I, say? Well well yes. I... <laughs> <laughs> All right, go ahead. What does the Bible say? Well, I mean what you I mean what you're talking about now is church discipline. And if we were to read scripture yeah, like eventually I'm gonna get to first Corinthians five yeah. and and he says, put them out. But that's a believer. And are you at this yeah. point talking about a believer, like someone who professes Christ and says, I, I still think that it's fine for me to be in a relationship with my, you know, boyfriend or whatever. Or are you talking about a non-believer who is so someone what, who professes, I, I don't, I don't identify as a Christian. Let's, let's play out the scenario. They're, Which one? Uh, uh, both. They're a homosexual believer. First? homosexual believer okay. in the church. They say, uh, I believe I can have this relationship. Okay? What you're advocating for is to say, well, no, keep coming, or no, no leave. What, what I would say, I mean, this is, like Eric was saying, this is straight out of 1 Corinthians 5. It's like, wait, do you see... I mean, do we want to role play this? Is this how we want? To... I mean, I'm not. Oh, okay. I don't want you to be a character. Well, but what I'm saying okay. is, like, so I'm, 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 I'm talking to this. I'm talking to this person, and I say, "Look, you know, you you say you're a follower of Christ, and this is this is the book that God has given us to reveal His will. So it's like if you believe in Christ and the the death, burial, resurrection, you probably believe it because it's in this book, right? Let's assume <clears> they say yes, and like, okay, well, here's what this book has to say about marriage, and they say they'll either say, well. Most of the time, they'll say, I still just don't agree with that. It's like, okay, so will, do you acknowledge that you're living in open and unrepentant rejection of what God has revealed to be his will? And if they go, yeah, sure, you know, I guess if you want to put it that way, then I go, look, as per the mandate of the scripture, like, you need to be put out from us, you know? Um, and I wouldn't then say... Now go find a church that is fine with your lifestyle because maybe you'll get more Bible there. And, and it's like, I wouldn't trust that church. I wouldn't trust that church to, to shepherd them toward you're, Christ. I, I like, don't trust the church, but I trust the Holy Spirit. And I think that I'm, you're I'm definitely that trusting the, the Holy Spirit. You're supposing that the, the Holy Spirit is there. Uh, in, in the also, individual. And, and, if, and if it's not there, then ultimately it, nothing's going to come about. Like, but right. here's the problem about okay. sitting. Yeah, which I agree. We know so, and th so that's what I'm saying is, I believe, uh, and when I say any church is better than no church, I'm being I'm being hyperbolic. You know, I'm 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 speaking in hyperbole. I mean, you know, uh, you know, any church. If you know, I'm not talking about Mormonism. I'm not talking about these extremes, or I'm not talking about. 
um, you know, um, Islam or or, yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Definitely not that one. Um, That will, that will put people to sleep immediately. (laughs) Even Um, finding one. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) You know, you know, find, go, go to another church, continue to continue to explore that journey because not hearing truth is not going to take you anywhere. Right. But would like, you be hearing truth at that kind of church? Would you That's be hearing other truths? Like, okay, so here's my problem with that. If you're telling them to yeah. go to another mm-hmm. church, you might That's as well just go ahead and just pull them down to hell. Because what happens is this. You yeah. say that, I'm being serious. Because if they're living, they think they're going to find a church that agrees with them, they're not. They're, they're, they're going to go to hell. You might as well, if you tell them, hey, you go find a church that you like or a church that you might find truth, then you might, seriously, you might as well just Drag him down to hell already. That's a terrible hey. movie. But, uh, <laughs> drag, wait, wait, wait. Drag, drag me to hell. Yeah. Yeah. No, but um, actually, I'm going to come to his defense. Because, because here's the thing. We do believe in a sovereign God. And Paul does put people out of the church. But not in a sense that they will be dragged to hell. But that they will be saved through it. Through the tormenting of being put out of the church. Now maybe it could be possible that they find a homosexual friendly church and they're living the life or whatever and something happens where they see really the wickedness of it all and then it, it brings them back. Like I wouldn't say like I'm with you guys, I wouldn't say go find another church. That's the only that's yeah, where I think I'm that's hung the up. issue. Yeah. But the idea of uh, the sovereignty of God or in, in what's trademarked by you. Um, <laughs> a milestone. <laughs> The milestone will hit them, and they will they will return. How do you uh, know it will hit them? You don't. You, you don't. don't. Yeah, because it's, it's like that. So th- this is. But, but at this, the same time, them staying in the church isn't going to. Is how? How do you? I feel like it's the same no, thing. This is this Both is a big, this is a big deal um, conversation that we've had at times, and that really, um, it's only been maybe within the past couple of years that I've that I feel really comfortable that my view is is biblical. Is like look. If I'm an elder or even just a, you know, well, let's say I'm an elder at this church and the, the person talks to me and I point them to scripture and they say, I'm, I'm going to choose to live in direct opposition to the scripture. I put them out from the congregation. I make no declaration about their state as either being saved or unsaved. I say, look, you, whichever it is, you need to be out of the congregation. And if you are, uh, if, it, if you're truly saved then the effect of being put out of the congregation will be, like you had said, that that you'll be tormented by being out of the congregation and Christ might either chasten you back into the fold or he might destroy your flesh and save your soul by so doing. The other instance is if you're not um, of the flock, if if you're a person who professes Christ but is not of the flock, then that's going to be the effect anyway of like they went out from us because they were not of us. So it's like by putting that person outside the church, I'm not saying, and you're a bad non, or you're a non-Christian, you're a non-believer, your profession of faith is invalid. Like I would say, look, you made the profession of faith. I'm calling you to live in accordance with that. And if, if you still, if knowing that this is sin, you still refuse to repent, then this is just what God told me to do. And so, like, I, I'll, we will pray for you as at the moment that you, 
you know, drop to your knees, you know, weeping and, and your heart is broken by, by the work that the Spirit is doing, we will be here to welcome you with open arms. You know, we want you back here. But um, a, as it stands, like sin, that sin's not just going to affect you. It's going gonna, it's gonna to spill over into the rest of the congregation. I think it's a good time to rephrase the question. <laughs> <laughs> the original question? <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I'd agree on that point. For what you're saying. I, I think... I think the story is all too common that you hear and, and just continue, especially with continue with the homosexual example of, oh, I went to church once. Uh, they told me I was wrong. I'm not going back. And it's like, okay, well then what hope is there for you to hear the gospel, to know of the salvation of Christ, to know that you are not bound to the sin? There isn't. And, and so while I don't want, I don't want to sit there and go, Find a church that will coddle all of your beliefs, that will make you feel comfy and cozy and tell you you're good and is only going to continue to, to forsake you into your sin. I don't. I also don't want to say, uh, well, that's just how church is. So uh, don't come back. Uh, no when you change, when you change your things. when you change your mind, we're here to happy and to welcome you back. I would say, hey, I understand. Uh, then we're probably not the church for you. Okay, and and, and for and. To, but to say, you know, continue the search, continue the journey, you know, because I, I think, you know, again, speaking of hyperbole, some church is better than no church. And <clears throat> them hearing the the story, uh, you know, of, of all these other, uh, you know, saints, uh, you know, or, you know, reading the gospel or hearing of the redemption of Christ. I think that is life-changing and impactful. I... It also depends what you mean about when you say church, because there are a lot of things out there that will call themselves a church, but aren't really a church. Yeah. I, I think yeah. that what you just said makes me feel like you're trusting the Spirit less. Because it's like, oh, if, if they get aggravated then like they'll just leave and and then we'll lose them it's like well look if they're i mean especially in the rest of our views it's like if they're elect the spirit's gonna have his full effect on them that doesn't give us a, a license to just like well we just won't even preach the gospel and then you must not have been elect you know that sort of like we have we have command like we have command to preach the gospel and then we have a command to respond the way first corinthians 5 tells us to which is you know to to put that person out from them and and then it's like, you just trust the, trust the Spirit. It's like, look, if that really is my brother, I mean, I love them either way, but if that really is my brother, then like the Spirit is going to bring that person back into the flock. I feel like if you're going to, which I disagree, if you're going to send that homosexual out to go find Trozette, I think it's your job to stay in contact with him and like try to be in his life because I I just don't see it him going to another church yeah I think he's just going to find the same problem and he's going to find the same people who say the same things and if he does find a church that does agree with that or who kind like what 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 other church would like I don't understand like what's the difference between the church that he's going to now us saying like this is what we believe in 
you disagree with it, him going to another church, what would they say so differently that would make him stay? Like that's, like I, they would say the same, if they were Christian church, they would say the same thing. I just think if you are going to do that, it's your job as, it's your job as a Christian to stay in contact with that person. I'm not, yeah, I'm not, say, I'm not advocating like disown them, throw them out of your life, delete their phone number and but know, what, defriend them on Facebook. What, what, what is that church doing differently? What would, what could that church be doing differently that our church is not doing? Yeah, I, you know, I, again, uh, I think so they should be doing the same thing. Yeah, but that's a, it's all hypothetical. But, but they don't all do it. Like, they don't all do the same thing. Right, but but any, it, it just it's all hypothetical. Like we can come up with a thousand different scenarios of how that person eventually comes to turn around. I'm saying no. I'm yeah. saying like, <laughs> but 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 the Something thing is, churches aren't soon. universal. They're, they're, right. Not all churches do communion. You know, not all churches but, but uh, do worship. Yeah, my, honestly, like you can ask all my friends, like all my ex-friends. I always tell them, as, like they 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 laugh sometimes, but I always tell them, like, have a great day. Uh, you're going to hell. And they, I, would, I would not end my conversations with them like that. <laughs> Two minutes but, into but, this <laughs> But no, because, well, I'm going to be honest, they are. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm a very like, this is how what you're going to do. Calls them like a season. Yeah. <laughs> Miguel, I have an issue with you saying, go find another church. Because you're just, just dragging them to hell, but have a great day. You're going to hell, buddy. Oh, you like, know me. Like, I'm very, like, straightforward. Like, I, I'll, tell tell you. I'll, I'll tell you. I'll tell you, like, if you'll... But I think... <laughs> But I, like, with my homosexual friends, like, I invite them to church, but I tell them, like, you're going to most actually feel uncomfortable. But, yeah. but I, I want you to come. I want you to... Um, so you agree, some church it. is better than no church? Yeah. Okay. But, but if they don't, I'm still going to try but, but my that's, best And, and that's on the, that's on the assumption that your church is the right church. Man, I got to agree oh, with sure. this guy. Okay, cool. So, cool. But, um... <laughs> Yeah, like, but, but also, what, what, yeah. but you also have to say, <laughs> yeah, that's true. Right. I'm sorry, that was just a dick move, but like, it's like, okay, well, hey, we're not allowed to say move. On this <laughs> oh, okay, sorry, sorry, so, sorry. That was such a, sorry, he, uh, he that can... was such a phallic maneuver. I just, uh, <laughs> dude, that takes me. No, but I, I, some, you're right, some, no church, some church is better than no church, it depends on the church. Just, it, at the end of it, it just yeah. When, when you your church in. is the right church, it's okay. Yeah, it depends what you believe in. Yeah. Oh man, this this I just feel like in the last three and a half minutes, like this has gotten really derailed. Like I, I think there's a way of saying that your church is the right church because of just really basic assumptions that it makes about the legitimacy of scripture. Well, you know? the, I think what Miguel's saying is like that's subjective, which is the problem that we've been having this whole time. That's the, pro- the problem with Protestantism is as soon as you had, whether or not he was right or wrong, right? The Pope, he stood in as this objective authority. It's gone. Now everything is subjective. That doesn't mean the truth is gone. I, everything you know. was always, it, it, like I said, it was only as long as the Pope, and you actually said this as well, only yeah. as long as the Pope had an illiterate populace and an army to enforce his beliefs Absolutely, yeah. that people were able to live under that delusion but it's like look there, there really is there is a way to say man i i guess you could not say 100 percent objective sure yeah. but there's a like i don't know you have feet right now yeah. because they're under the table and shoes and whatever but i'm supremely confident yeah 
that you have them. Yeah. There's a way to have an utmost confidence in some really clear things right. that are spelled out in Scripture. The deity of Christ, you know, and, and I'd even say, you know, oh, the fact that Jesus' mother was named Mary. Sure, like, I, I'm, I'm going to affirm that that's true because it's said in the Bible. Now, you can come to disagreements, sure, like, infant baptism. Should we do it? Should we not do it? You know, but that's definitely more of a gray area. But there are things that are supremely clear. Right. And for a congregation to just go ahead and say, I know that it's clear. I know it's in the text. Sure, yes, this is the text that also informs me of Christ's death, burial, and resurrection, and deity, and all that kind of stuff. But I'm going to go ahead and agree with those parts of the text throughout these other parts of the text that I don't like. I don't think that that's trivial, or I don't think that that's, oh, you're being so subjective. It's like, I'm being subjective. I'm being as, as subjective there as I am in assuming that you have feet right now. It's reasonable. Right. No, I, I, but I agree with you that there are reasonable assumptions that you can make when it comes to scripture and all this <clears> stuff. When it comes to the idea that homosexuality is wrong, I think is a reasonable assumption when you read scripture. Mm -hmm. The, the problem comes that what divides us isn't necessarily, well, sometimes it's those reasonable assumptions that people still deny because we live in a, in a world where there's this glitch that is called sin and that will make us deny the obvious if in, mm -hmm. when it's in our face. But then there's also like things that divide us. And this is why we're kind of mm -hmm. in this mess that, you know, you have these what we call gray areas. And mm -hmm. I mean, that's a lot of what we like to argue about. Uh, but what what so here's the thing, like um, if we think that our idea of, of what a perfect church is, is where a person should be naturally, that's going to be subjective. There's gonna be there are gonna be yeah. subjective elements to but, it, sure. But here's the thing: I have to accept that that's the reality. So who cares, in a sense? But then it's like there's still consequences. That's why this. That's well, what, would you say that, given the validity of scripture, let's yeah. just assume that, yeah. given the validity of scripture, there are some things that will objectively be present or absent in said church, like the the. Uh, the pronouncement that Satan is Lord will be absent from such a church. Absolutely. Yeah. And that's objective. Yep. Not like, oh, but if you interpret this one creatively, like... No. Yeah, and it's like, I think that there's more of that than people want to admit. And sure, more, we sorry, wind up... Sorry, more of what? Sorry, more, more of, the, of the clear, objective things that people... And there's enough <clears throat> to build the the backbone of a church. And this guy is speaking in tongues and it makes this guy uncomfortable and like this guy believes he should baptize his baby and this guy should those are things that i think there's a really maybe not short but pretty clear list that we have of the things that people wind up being diametrically opposed to it's like calvinism arminianism cessationism continuationism young earth old earth uh you know like eschatology Sure, we ha I think you can get infant that down baptism. to a list of maybe, yeah, infant baptism or, or believer's baptism. You can get the substantial disagreements that are actually valid and gray and not clear. You can get that down to a list of, what, 30 things? Maybe 20? Um, and, You're saying and the list of gray things would be 20 to 30? Yeah, I mean, as, as long as you define your categories broad enough, like cessationism, continuation, that's tongues, prophecy, miracles, whatever. I'd, I'd say you can get that to, down to a list, a very manageable list of, let's, I'd pretty much say 20 things. 
to say that because those 20 things wind up manifesting differently in this church or this church means that there's, and I, I know this is not your statement, but to say that because those areas remain gray means that you may not ever say that this is a church you should go to and this is a church you should not go to, I think that's disingenuous. I think you're being, I, I think that such a person would be very obtuse and like on purpose not I, grasping things that are very attainable. I agree with you, except for how long and short you think the lists are. Would you say 100? Uh, subjective? 100 or objective? 100? We should come up with that list. Yeah. Well, actually, uh, so what I wanted to that say... That would be a good... That, no, I, I agree. I think that would be a really yeah. good one. I, I have a list. Yeah. Like, I have a list of... Like, if I was going to... If I was going to teach a... If I was going to teach a, you know, 10-week class or whatever at the at the church on uh, controversies within Christianity, these are the ones I would want to hit. And it, it is largely the things that I just said. There are some others. I, I, ha I actually have that list down somewhere. And I think for me, it's like a dozen... And I'm sure I'm missing a lot because those are the ones I would teach in a 12 week class. But I, I, how, if you, if you had to spitball and put a number on it, uh, I, I wouldn't, I, I'm not educated enough. No, like shorter than 200. You could always 75. make it more than it can be. But what I was going to say is I think you're underestimating how valuable those issues are to certain people. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So no, I, I agree with that. So like, That's why I'm saying controversies within the church. Like yeah, these yeah. are... Well, let's say he thinks that a right church is cessationist. Because he believes continuationist... No, I'm saying let's just say he oh, does. Yeah. This is an example. Why don't you just use me? Yeah. Well, because you don't... Well, the example I was going to say, I don't think you... Just use me it. anyway, because okay. he doesn't fit into it. Right. I wanna... So you, you, you <laughs> believe that a right church is cessationist. Uh -huh. And you believe that continuationism is a false teaching... That brings about demonic practices. Okay. Sure, as long as we're generalizing, yeah. Yeah, but so in in your mind, then the right church can never be continuationist. So when you would try to point someone by say, right, do you mean ideal or or uh, passable, like uh, adequate? I would say recommendable. In this example, you would not say a continuationist church is passable because the demonic manifestations. Dude, I say well. I, this is talking about the literal me, and I know no. you're talking about a hypo... Yeah. I say every week that a continuationist church is passable because I go to one. No, I know. That's why I didn't want to use it. Yeah, I, I I'm just, just This is just a person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay? But they believe... Who's actually being consistent. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, I acknowledge that that's a gray area. What am I going to do? Go to the church where everyone believes exactly what I believe. That's what a lot of people do. But, that's why you build your own church. No. No, but no exactly. one goes to that church. Uh, Except for pastors, yeah, <laughs> of like really top-down authoritative churches. But the point, the point is, this person does not see a continuationist church as passable, right? Yeah. So that knocks all of those churches out, mm -hmm. and so you have to really see what the issues are for what he sees, not just as an ideal church, mm -hmm. okay? Because that's the problem: is that if I have an ideal church. I believe that everything that church obviously believes what I believe, but I believe that that is the truth and that everything that is away from the truth is not scriptural, is not biblical, is not Holy Spirit led. It's none of those things. So how could it be a church? That's, that's where, and this is where we have to compromise, but it's still a compromise. 
it's not uh, acknowledging that there's this ideal and passable. These categories don't really exist. Yeah, they it's, do. No, it's in people's I, minds. No, which we, is the only place any of this matters. Yeah, but passable is what I'm willing to compromise. Is what I'm willing to recommend to someone who's not okay with going to my church. Is what you're saying? Like no, that's what I meant. I might have been misunderstood or might not have been clear, but the, the category of an ideal church versus a passable church, right? Like. If I believe something's passable, like, well, you know, I, I, I don't believe that the presence of God is literally in the, in the elements, right? But I don't think that if you do believe that, there's anything wrong with that. Like, that's what's passable. But that's because I'm not mm. also, I'm not really... Who says that? I, I think the idea is wrong, but I don't think that if you believe that, that you're wrong. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> yes! There, there, there are what you would call gray areas. But I think it's not impactful to your salvation, which yeah. I think is ultimately okay. what we're arguing. I think that's what you mean by that. Use like, the word wrong in both instances, and I'm like, well, of course you'd think it's wrong if you think it's wrong. I, I, well, I think the information yeah. is incorrect, but I think it does not impact your salvation. Substantially, like it's not substantial enough to cause a person to need to not go to that church. Is that what, by passable, right? Right. Okay. But, the, the thing is, though, if you're in that... So, like, if I was convinced that there was no presence of God in in the elements, the idea that God... The people are saying that God is present here, I, would, I wouldn't recommend that because I would see something morally wrong with that because I believe it's false. You understand? It's not true. I believe it's a lie. So how could I recommend that church to... Not anybody? every... Okay. There's a difference between false and a lie, right? Can something be false Ooh. and not be a lie? Like, if, if I said, you have feet right now, and you're like, ha-ha, I cut them off this morning, and, like, it's like, was I lying? Because if lying has teach to... people lying has, did have feet. Lying has to do with intentionality. Yeah, but if you talk if people... I t if I'm like, hey, David, Eric has feet, and he goes, ha-ha, did I lie to him? You deceived him. It's not a lie. No, he it's wasn't. A lie. They, it's a lie. No, no. It's they, a lie. This is not like true. this is a. <laughs> this is like epistemology right now. No, because this is epistemology. It's not a. There's just like saying there's a difference between like manslaughter and murder. Okay. Okay. Fine. Fine. Let, let, let's. I don't really care about it. Okay. Let's just talk about this. Is there any falsehood in God? No. So then, can an, can your ideal church reflect falsehood of God? No. 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 So what's passable cannot be something that you believe reflects falsehood of God. That's I think that we're we're mixing categories here. The way I would say it is in every church yeah. the in every church God's ideal portrayal of every doctrine is skewed to various degrees by people's uh faulty minds, corrupt, you know, sinful nature and just, you know, Ignorance, let's say. Um, and there are churches where God is truly at work, where... <laughs> I love that you're here. Uh, there, there are churches where God is truly at work, and let's say their uh, error factor is 1%, and there are other ones where it's 5% or whatever. It's like, I'm not going to say, oh, this is the threshold or whatever, but... Um, yeah, I I don't think that every every time a false doctrine shows up that it's malicious, that it's intentional. I think that it is brought about by sin, 
But that sin could just be the fact that sin corrupts that person's mind. And so they distort. And, and I don't think that's worth saying you should never go to that church because then you're never going to go to any church. And I get that the ideal church does not exist except for in people's minds. Yes. Well, in the world of, of forms. No, but no, that's not what I'm saying. I'm not saying that, that the false doctrine is malicious. But if you believe something to be a false doctrine... How how then can that actually be passable to you? Because I, if you because believe it, it to exists, be because that ideal church does not exist, and my options are either, man, like this is this is cutting close, right? Because like my options are just don't go to a church because I'm sitting around waiting and and pining for like the ideal church to manifest somewhere, or I just suck it up and go to a church where yeah I disagree with some of the practices that are there. So some church is better than no church. Depending on the church. Depending on the church. Hey, hey, no, no, wait. We, no, we have already established there is a list of things that are objective given the validity of Scripture. No, hang on. No, do you not agree with that? Yeah, sure, essential. Do you not agree with the fact that there are some things that are objective? Like if a guy says, oh, I believe that you should baptize babies. And another guy says, Satan is Lord. One of those churches is objectively Obviously. not yeah. the right church. You're being obtuse if you're not going to grant that. No, I'm not being obtuse because you can't define this is wrong and this one is, is okay, it's passable without being subjective. You agree to that, right? But we're not... As subjective as saying, I believe you have feet right now. Right. It's, you can go forward with confidence. Yeah, but 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 we're, what we're talking about isn't necessarily something like that where where it's that tangible, okay? So my but here's the thing, if we're not if this is where it becomes subjective because you have to draw a line where it becomes passable, right? Where do you draw the line? Because it isn't going to come from scripture, because your whole interpretation comes from scripture, and that's what is dictated. So that's that's where I think we come from is what is passable. How do you actually dictate that without even any of theoretically your faultiness bleeding over? And so, what is the difference between him saying go to a church that you think fits you versus this is the church that I think is passable? Because Maybe you're not being obtuse, but if so, like you're missing a I, lot here. I, you're missing a lot of I think there's, large there's, things. But there's wait, obvious categories. Wait, 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 I think, for the record, I'm... I'm yeah, for, for the record of the podcast. Oh. Um, no, I'm... You know... I'm still in the camp that I was in, which is the camp that we were in, but I, I, I think Travis has the point here. Which is... Right. But I think, I think what Eric is trying to say is, what you're saying is objective, he... Someone might not agree with the objectivity of that. That's why my list is 20 and yours is, you know, 200, whatever. Exactly. Is that okay. what you're saying? I don't I, disagree with what you, you said, but the, the thing is, I want to know where you're going to draw the line. And I want to know why that line is objective. And if it isn't, then I'm it's, it's, it's fundamentally flawed. So it comes to, like... Will okay. you grant will the, you grant uh, essentials and non-essentials? Like, is that yes. is that a biblical the, is that a biblical concept? No, to, I, I don't to think say... it's a biblical concept, but I think it's emergent from living out from from seeking to live out the principles of Scripture. Um, I this was so, such a happy podcast before I threw my opinion in there. No, like, I, I, this, this is <laughs> great. What, are we all just going to, like, agree with each other all day? Like, this I, is, we're living it out. I what think <laughs> when you ask the question where you're going to draw the line, the answer has to be somewhere. Like, it's... Sin? It, it, if, well, yeah, but sure, then sure. it's like, okay, 
Okay. No big deal. Is it past the line to declare Satan Lord? Right. Okay, so we agree that there is a line. Yes. Okay. So we agree that there is a point past which any church can go and no longer be the church X person should go to. Right. And this, like, duh, this is the idea of telling a person, you know, which church to go to is going to wind up being different because my list is 20 and his is two. We've all, we've already established all that. My big concern with a lot of this is the way that you wind up judging a philosophy, or I'd say one of the best ways to judge the validity or the livability of a philosophy is by watching it be lived out. And I've seen what's happened with the two of us, man. Like I've seen you have a lot of emphasis on the universal church. Um, and I have a lot of emphasis on the local church, you know, possibly to, to my own, um, detriment, but it's like the church that I am serving and, and educating young people and watching them grow in their faith and watching them watch or watching them ask more and more complex questions about the, the character and nature of God and, and the scripture and interpretation week by week, like the church that I do those things at exists because it's the one I'm in some senses willing to settle for. And it's like the other option is waiting around pining for the ideal church. And as a result, no young people getting uh, dis- uh, discipled. No people confessing and, and me confessing my sin to them. No, like, just nothing happening but, but because I'm yeah. waiting for the perfect context. Oh, wait, I have a question. Do you believe the ideal church exists? No. No. Not in actuality. Okay, so then what's the universal church? The universal church is the family of God. We're far from ideal. So, like, the, so there we is... Ex- we exist as... Um, if you want to get really like heady and go back to our free will podcast, like sure we exist in the state that God has us existing in right now, and in that sense we're exactly where we need to be, and we have right. faith that He'll He'll bring all things to fruition. The one who began a good work in us will see it through. But like, I don't believe that that church is ideal. Right. No, but you believe in a universal church as the family of God. Sure, I believe I will use the phrase universal church. Invisible. And, That's and invisible. by that, by that, I am referring to just saved people everywhere. Right. Okay. Right. They're not ideal. Mm-hmm. Are they being perfected to an ideal? Does that ideal exist? In eternity? Well, Be, beyond the grave? Is yes. God working us to a standard? Yes. Okay. So the standard does exist. Yes. We are not... Perfection, at right? Perfection. Perfection. Yeah. Yeah. So the standard does exist. The ideal church does exist. We don't it's know what it is. It's just made up of only dead people. <laughs> <laughs> right. But it, what it, the church militant? What do you, okay, hang church. on. This is this is really... What do you mean by exist? <laughs> exists in Plato's this moral really reforms? Really or great. exists in, I'm not like, saying, I'm Kansas not, or I'm whatever. Not saying here. I'm not it's saying right. here, but I'm saying in God's... Somewhere on the planet. I'm not saying here. Okay, I'm not okay. Saying, right. Sure. But in God's mind, it does exist. In God's mind, it does... Exist. Like the principles which would make it up exist. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, like yeah. a somewhat like in math, a perfect cube exists. Right. Nowhere in the world is there a perfect cube because right, it's right. made up of atoms and that you know all that kind of stuff. Yeah. yeah. Sure. Okay. So I'll grant that. Sure. Okay. So then, 
It worked all the way up to here. I forgot what my was for. That's the worst. Okay, so see you guys next week. <laughs> the the perfect church exists in the mind of God. Then exists, that's, and that's what he. I don't like using the word exist, but sure. What would you say? I would say the principles that following them would make a church the ideal church are real. Are real, and God knows them. Yes. Okay. Sure. Okay. So they're real. <laughs> They have their being. They, they have their those being. principles exist. Yes, yeah, yeah. And that's what he's working us to is, is through those principles, right? Okay. To those principles. Sure. Right. Okay. So um because this goes back to what you're saying. You you are in an imperfect church. Right? Yeah. And so is everyone who's in a so is everyone. Church. Yeah. Yeah. So what would what's the point in saying that I am in a church that is manifestly uh, imperfect, that's being worked to perfection in the same way that everyone everywhere that is saved is being worked to perfect what is what is the difference? hang on hang on finish, finish that sentence in a in the same sense that everyone who is saved everywhere is being perfected is that individual is being perfected yeah well yeah. or, or what, the church that the they're point? in is being perfect because in the first sense you said the church that i'm in is being perfected and the second you said the, the individual the church is, am, am i understanding you correctly well, so the second part of that sentence was supposed to be not in the context of a church well because you believe in this invisible church that that doesn't exist in a local context. So you understand what I'm saying? But you believe that despite that, whether locally or universally or visibly, Catholicly. Catholicly, we're all being perfected together. Yes, okay, or, right? Yes. So what's the difference being in this local context versus oh, not being? The difference is I'm commanded to be in a local context. Yeah, but not why differentiate between different assemblies if we're all being perfected to the... Because I'm commanded to not forsake an assembly. Yeah, but that's not consistent with your idea of an invisible church. Because you believe you're Because attached... I believe it exists. I don't believe the... Hang on. Yeah. Just so I'm clear, like, I don't believe that the invisible global church is an assembly. Oh, well, right? That, that, like, and, and we, the... like, we don't get together, you know, four times a year and right. have a pep rally. In right, Texas, but we do like, we do worship God together. No. Well, so like we're we not worship connected? God in the same. Sp we're connected. We worship God. We yeah. don't take communion. We don't like. We don't all like. Hey, now we're all gonna sing freaking oceans or <laughs> or a mighty fortress or like we don't. When you say together, you mean in the same spirit. Right. Sure, but not together. Like not in, in unison. And, you, and you're talking about like at the same scheduled time. Because, yeah, we don't do that in the same scheduled time. But we I'm do just... that. We are partaking of the same body. We're of the same spirit. We are of the same faith, the same baptism, the same. We have the same Lord. We are of the same body. Or because if you don't believe that, then you don't believe in an invisible church. You don't. So it really. I, just... I do. I believe those things. But yeah. like, OK, do you believe churches have uh, elders? Yes. Do you believe the, the universal church has elders? <laughs> yes. Who are they? Uh, just the elders of all the local churches combined? Um, or you think there's I think, a synod, a synod? Well, <laughs> I think the government of the church really falls on Christ, and then I do believe. So it's Christ, okay? Yes. Okay, sure. So do yeah. you, okay. So sorry. Do you believe that churches, local churches, yeah. have mortal elders? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Do you believe that the the universal church has mortal elders? Yes. Don't say like Christ died. No, 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 no. no. But yes, yes, the, they do. The universal church has mortal elders. Yes. Like human individuals that are the elders of the universal church as yeah. such. Yeah, because they're in the local congregations. <laughs> because I have to ask you, who's the universal church? Who's the D invisible does church? The, okay, okay, maybe maybe I'm just misunderstanding you. 
if I were to say that the universal church takes communion, yeah. And by that, I meant anything other than the fact that all of the local churches take communion. So sure, like in in that sense, would I be wrong? That they don't. It, in that sense, does does the universal church take communion? If in any sense other than just like right. oh, all the local churches take communion. No, no. You say no. Okay, sure. Like fine. I don't. I don't. Well, get... because well, here's my question. Well, what? How does? How is there an invisible church if if they're not fitting the functions that you're saying a local church fits? I don't, because I, don't. I mean something by by local church. I mean you know the one in Kissimmee that has this guy as an elder, and they take communions and they meet from nine to and they're in the I, Eastern. No, I get that, but how is that but, not part of the union? How is that? I'm not, not saying it's not part of. So then I can say that the universal church takes uh, communion if, together if in that, that sense. If by that you mean nothing more than just the fact that every local church takes communion, sure. Who, but I don't. Who, why is that? Yeah. Why is that I, I still don't get the core question. Like, what's the? Yeah, what's the point? How can how can someone if they're not in a local context actually be out of the church with how you be out of the church? Universal the universal. I don't believe they are, but I don't. Yeah. I believe that they're forsaking an assembly. But they're not because you're always putting them in an assembly. I don't. the The universal church is not an assembly. They don't assemble. Then how are they a church? That's what I'm trying to get to. No, because... Okay, fine. Then I, I guess if by that, they if hang be. on, hang on, hang they on, hang on, hang on, hang on, if Does. by universal church. You mean a church that assembles somewhere? I don't believe in a universal church. Then fine. Right, but you. But what, by universal church, all I mean is like the saved everywhere. Yeah. I don't believe they assemble. That's, but then they're not a church. That's not, that's not. What is the definition well, of saying, a church? Oh, a called out assembly, the, ecclesia, church. If you interpret the universal church that way, then it's an invalid interpretation because it, because the word for church is assembly. If if you would just if you feel better with me not labeling that thing a church then i'd say that by your definition i don't believe in a universal church right don't no they, invisible don't, but don't they gather if they gather locally that's like, what i'm saying i'm saying what they're doing locally that that they're doing universally that it's an expression of of the invisible man. church look no. you if you believe in an invisible church i have what i'm questioning is this how is this a church okay if everything you're then, saying is, okay. has to be in a local I'll, I'll say it by this then by your definition I don't believe in a universal church then. Right. So then what's the what's the follow up to that? So is that like a gotcha like haha you don't believe it's in not a gotcha. Well, I'm sorry yeah. I didn't mean that pejoratively yeah. Well or like, because to be I'm trying to understand then if so what you believe is that no one is actually in a church unless it's it's in a local context. And that's that's by by your definition of terms then I guess yeah. Well, I'm just defining church by what I see in scripture, right? And you're saying that that exists locally. Okay. And so if it doesn't exist invisibly, right, then then what you have to... Now you can start to narrow down exactly what a church is and who is saved. The, the, reason, the reason I'm comfortable using the word church to refer to that is the fact that, you know, the Bible says like, oh, a husband should love your wives as Christ loved the church. And gave them, it doesn't say like, oh, the church at Antioch or the church... It, you're right, it's, you're it's right. It's just talking about the church. But, but like, the, it what, doesn't... So what it does doesn't, the Bible mean when the, it says that? It's, the universal church doesn't assemble. And I get that the word church, ecclesia, like it means a called out assembly, yeah. but like it doesn't. No, and that's, that's it fine. Doesn't does assemble. it do anything together? Okay, yeah. It's, I That's going back to my like original definition. We're talking about mystically, right? Like the church. No, but I'm, I'm, that's what I'm asking. Do you believe through the, the unity the, of the spirit? The invisible church, and I'm not going to use the universal, I'm going to use invisible. That it mystically assembles? No, no, no. no I'm not saying that. Does, do you think that the invisible church does? <laughs> does the invisible church in your 
mind, by your definition, do anything? Does it assemble? Does it do anything together? It, it, it just persists of those who are... It's it's a uh, it's almost more like a category. It it does something in that. Well, it is acted upon like it's a passive verb, I guess. But like it is being like you said, perfected more and more into the image of Christ. And they're connected. They're connected in as much as they're all members. Like they they all share the same faith. Sure. Well, they're members of Christ, one body, right? Yeah. Sure. Yeah. So, um, but that's Union the real spirit. Is that is that not the, the real connection that we have to one another? Yeah, but but like because I'm look I'm I'm connected to everybody that works at Aldi. Hang on, do you well, my local Aldi? We congregate and we do things together. And we I, talk I guess and, I'd I'd almost want to just kind of flip the question on you, not not like to not as an interrogation or anything, no, no. but just to ask: Do you believe in local churches? I do believe in local churches. Do you believe in them in any sense other than they just happen to be the Kissimmee expression of the Universal Church? No. Or do you? That's exactly what they are. They are the expression of the invisible church in that local area. Okay, so when I'm called to assemble, yeah, am I called to assemble universally, invisibly? You, you can assemble wherever you like if you're assembling with Christians. But my question is this. It's not just about assembly. Is is the church doing it? Because the way you define church is very locally heavy, right? It, it's very much yeah, I'm what more, a local church... Yeah, I'm more on the local side. You're more on the... Right. global universal side so, but what i'm saying is if that's how you define a church and then the invisibly they don't do any of that then by your definition they're well, not a universally church. they don't do anything but, but that's what i'm saying you don't actually believe in invisible church because they're not doing anything that's that that you're defining a church no does. no man like they can't those don't compute those no, are not, that's exactly what i'm saying they no, don't compute. he's no. saying like your interpretation of this okay. is just but we're just coming at this from different foundations you know like you're you're coming at this from a foundation to say Unless, uh, un unless everything that can be said about the local church can be said about the global church, then one of them should not be called a church at all, right? Well, if if I say other than just like oh, it's a Kissimmee expression, you don't really. Right? You're saying un two. unless I could say all the same things about Celebration Community Church as I can say about the global universal church made up of all the saved all around the world throughout all time, whatever. If if I can say this some this does something that this doesn't do, then one of them has no right being called a church. What well, what I that's not what I'm right? saying. No. So what's the exception to that? Here's 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 what I would say. If I have a ministry to the homeless, but I don't meet in a local congregation, or let's say I'm not a member of a local congregation, I sometimes uh, meet uh, a church that's near my house. Okay, am I part of the church? Am I part the, of the body? The global universal. Yeah, the church. body of Christ. Sure. Yeah. Okay. But so, I, I believe, uh, so let's say it like this. Like, I believe John the Baptist was part of the global universal church. Right. But he wasn't part of any local church. Right. But you're, right? you're saying that... Now, the, also, there weren't local churches back then. So right. So, but you're saying that... There were synagogues. You're, but, you're, but you're saying that if I don't go to a local congregation, that I'm not part... I'm, I'm saying that typically... Yeah. When one chooses not to go to any local congregation and to just you know be a part of i'm using scare quotes like uh just be a part of the universal invisible church nothing gets done usually like kids don't get educated uh people don't get baptized people don't get discipled sin doesn't get confessed and overcome and i see a lot of people stagnant like that's the that's the type of language that someone uses when it's like oh i don't go to church 
I fish on Sunday morning and like I commune with God by fishing and uh, it's me and my buddy and we so there's two of us and we're both Christians and we're fishing together so like we're enjoying fellowship so and it's like cool dude like what are you what are you doing for the kingdom but let's say the guy it's like was... oh we're just we're we're what we're doing for the kingdom is we're enjoying Christian fellowship yeah and like we we make it a point not to cuss while we're on that boat okay like you say in a sense that there's like a modicum of of like holiness being pursued by that but you're like a battery that's not plugged into anything well let's say they were doing a ministry let's say sundays we catch fish and we give it to the homeless of the village that we live in because that's just how it works and where we live okay so is is he a part of a local church no, yeah. this is the you're church. Asking, is he a part of the universal church? You're asking I'm me saying, that. is he part of the body? Is he the universal church? Because the, they, you can have a local body and you can have yeah, a universal yeah, the, body, yeah, right? Universal. So you're asking me, is he a part of the universal church? Yeah. Like, is he saved? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Okay. But what was the comparison you were saying that your philosophy... I, I, uh, because that's how this whole thing started. You are saying your philosophy of the local church or something in comparison to not having that philosophy you know how many people okay that's why i've been using the word typically you know yeah. from from time to time just to let you know like this isn't so much a my my way or the highway type of thing you know how many times i've heard people say i don't really go to church but i'm part of that big you know church in the sky whatever and then they just don't do anything that the answer to that question is like lots of times you know how many times I've heard someone say, oh, I don't go to a local church, but like, hey, I serve the homeless very devoutly. And like, I go fishing with my Christian buddy and we, you know, we catch fish and then we take it to the homeless. Or it doesn't, I know that's a very specific example. So I'm yeah, not yeah, just yeah. saying I've never heard that. But people who they're lazy in the regard of like going to a local church, but then they're very active in the regard of outreach or of discipleship or what, like those people, maybe they exist, but like, I don't know them. In the world of forms. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, the, but the world of forms, nothing, like, that so, doesn't get, nothing gets done. You're saying it's better to be part of this <laughs> local right. congregation that you would say is fallible. Yeah. Even though the universal church isn't, right? Because. I already made the concession that I believe the universal church is flawed. Yeah, but in, in, in the way that every church is flawed. So it's what's made up of individuals? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so what's what's really the difference? Is that those people don't exist? The people who say I'm Dude, not that's a, a, an okay. I shouldn't say don't. That's why I'm saying typically. Like I said, I want to pepper that throughout. <clears throat> those people, I I've not met them. The people who say who are committed to not being a part of a local congregation, but have? yet are bearing much kingdom fruit. <laughs> oh, there you go. Like you I've I've never met that guy. That we there are people like that. I've met I met people like that. But here's here's my okay. But here's I've, would you say they're, they're the exception, not the rule. Yeah. They're the I mean hold on maybe maybe like million not million maybe like ten thousand to one exception. But I'm not talking about the people that don't do anything. So this is not an exception to the rule because that's not my rule. Okay. Okay. If you want to write the rule a different way, then I'd have no, to I'm agree to. I'm just saying the people that are doing something that aren't, because this is about being attached to the local congregation. They're, they're doing ministry. They're not attached to the local congregation in the way that you have defined it. How? What? What is worse for them being in that position than in the position you're being practical? I mean, I just don't see it. 
I don't see any difference really, except that there's more people. There's maybe the, more you, structure. So like there's there's way more people doing it my way than doing it the other way. Like, and I'm, I'm not saying yeah. that that's an argument for the the betterness. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's a bad word. Uh, of of you like my system so versus well. others, but it's <laughs> just. Like I said before, I want to be careful and just use the word typically about all this because sure, and you say you've met people who make it a, a point not to be affiliated with any local congregation and yet still do a lot of work for It's not it's homeless. not about like not Okay, but they, point, they but they're not attached they're not. to it. Yeah. Okay. You've met those people. Yeah. And I've met some of them, but like boy, it, and you you say, "Hey, the way I write the rule, it actually is it." And sure, like if 3 is 4, then 3 plus 3 is 8. But right. now we're just... Well, because what I'm saying is this. I'm not saying... I'm not trying to defend the person not doing anything. I'm saying... I'm talking about the people who are doing functionally what they should be doing as Christians. And they're attached to one another invisibly. What's the difference between this person and what you're talking about, which is being part of a local congregation? Yeah. I, I mean, I just honestly have to go back to the scripture of like, you're not supposed to forsake the assembly. And and if yeah, you say, I, I believe the assembly could be referring in that passage to some great big old assembly in the sky that's made up of all the same, then sure. The, you know, these people have Christian maybe, fellowship Maybe my list regular? just yeah, got yeah, that's from I'm 20 not to 21. They don't have Christian so they just don't go to a, a church on Sunday, but they have the, real the Christian structure that fellowship we have defined what a church is. Right, they right. have friendship. They have, they have Christian, Christian they friendship. They have Christian, yeah, who pray also for them for, and they pray with and they worship with. Forsaking the, the fellowship there was leaving the faith. It wasn't just don't, you're not showing up to to church on but something. it did have to do specifically with you know an assembled body and if you if you want to say yeah. like oh this this group of friends and you know this guy's so okay let's take the the what used to be the life group and yeah. it's like you got joe and beck and they're from this presbyterian church and then you got jess and dan and they're from this you know uh baptocostal church yeah. and then you got us and we're from cc and then like you know you would come sometimes and you're just not affiliated <laughs> sure but like uh you know Sure, like we can get together and we can crack open a Bible and we can talk about it. And, and that's true. Just like, you know, Star Wars fans from Kansas and Maine right. can meet up in Ohio and be like, hey, did you see the Rise of the Fates, whatever? Like, you know, did you see the movie? And they go, oh, yeah. And then they talk about it. Sure. You know, I don't disagree that that happens. No, that's not what I'm asking is whether it happens. I know that it happens. I'm yeah. asking what is, what is worse off? being that versus what you're saying i i'd say it's almost like a survivability rate proof where it's like okay the survivability of people who do it that way and they're like eh, no no local church i'm not going to be a part of one but yet i do this ministry it's like sure those people exist um it doesn't I, it doesn't seem to be a very healthy way of living out the christian life because a lot of them sure seem to have either died or just not materialized in the first place. Whereas the local church, and sure, there's plenty of crap local churches and fake local churches and, you know, all that kind of stuff. Um, but, like, the the survivability rate seems to show which of them is more livable. I, I just, the reason why there's so many local churches is because it's, it's a long-held tradition. The way we do things. I don't know what he's saying. <laughs> Okay, you you're saying okay. You're saying that the reason yeah. it has a, a high survivability but, rate is just because it's been typified in the West. Yeah, but I mean, and I don't think that meeting locally or anything isn't uh, biblical or anything like that. But what I'm what I say is that if you're saying, as we started this exercise, 
about starting a church and we saw all the flaws and problems mm -hmm. and we talked about that it's a mess already and it's just you being part of the mess i don't see the point in what you're saying that oh you should be part of a local congregation because honestly i mean a local congregation typically meets how how often weekly we're not saying we do the typical thing though right wasn't that the whole thing is like 90 okay. percent of our dna is going to be different that's no, no no i'm just saying like a local congregation meets how often weekly for, sure weekly once weekly sure for it to be a congregation and yet you, oh you're trying to you defend okay sorry but right. i'm just saying like because yeah i'm not defending the typical american like congregation i'm saying like but you are part of the typical american congregation See, I and do, you you use that as a defense you're saying this is better so you know i i would say as far as like i definitely meet more than once a week and i'm attached to those people throughout the week and sure, i'd say yeah. that my exercise of my of my faith and like the practice of christianity um does not look like the typical american go show up late stay for communion as soon as communion's done bolt like yeah but again i'm not i'm when I sorry, I'm saying when I when I say I'm not defending the typical American uh, church experience, whatever, I'm not saying I'm not defending that as passable. I'm saying I'm not defending that as the ideal. Yeah, right. But you're saying it's better. Yeah, that's better than than this guy who's who's doing ministry. It seems to be that way. In in what, in what grounds? Because they just stay because of what i just said like yeah but this but this you're so it's a straw man because you're saying the guy who no, does no, no hold on. you're saying the guy who doesn't have any christian friends and who doesn't do ministry that's that you're better than that because i'm not saying i'm better i don't know totally i don't mean, not the way i don't mean better is in your higher okay, but you're say saying it, that the way that you're working you it out well i was, I was saying better but not but i didn't mean it <laughs> that way i'm not saying that way i'm okay, what i'm sure. trying to say when you're better off better off you're, yeah, there we go yeah but that's not who I'm talking about. I'm not talking about that guy. I was talking about the guy who has Christian friends. He's not part of a local congregation and he does ministry. How are you actually better off? That's what I'm trying to Because I exist. And like you said, Dude, some like guy... you said, some of those guys do exist. But man, it's like uh it's almost like asking what's a more successful strategy? Uh being a deer or being a, what's some super, like being a panda, what's more successful? And you go, well, but what you don't understand is like the deer actually shapes the world around him. And it's like, yeah, cool. That's still like the, the, the fact that the local congregation has shaped the West that has typified the Western or the uh, local congregation. I think that's just more, more fuel in that side of the argument is like that it's more. Travis, you were forced to, you were forced to do that. I was forced to do what? The West, like it, it didn't just happen because uh, it was I, absolutely. I'm I'm not saying like I brought it about at all. But no, no, I'm no, no. I'm not saying you. The fact that it, but it survived because of those reasons. It's not because it's better. It survived because it's was forced by the government. It was social norm. That's why it's social survived. norm. Yeah, yeah, but not forced by the government. Well, a, t a time if you were not a Catholic, <laughs> you, okay, you were pretty much you were born. The idea it's of being not born in the country that I actually live in, right? I mean, it's social norm. Yeah, but Definitely. that's that's what was brought over here. That's what you inherited. Okay. Yeah. So so to say, but the other guys' way, like it's no survival. People they do live that way, and it works. It's, does does that guy like? I mean, and, and I'm not trying to like start something else, but like, does that guy have elders or have an elder? But again, like when we talked about the problems of starting a church, your idea of an elder was having leaders. Why okay. does someone? I, well, okay. Them? Does anyone in that friendship group? 
uh, like take leadership and and kind of lead them out in their well, he's doing the Bible ministry. studies or whatever. If he's doing the ministry, he's obviously the leader. Okay, so maybe it's like by what definition is that not a church? That's not a church. I, that guy. Okay, he gets together with friends who are Christians, does ministry regularly. Okay. Repeat, like, by what definition is that not a church? So then let's finish the exercise. That's what we do as a church. That's what we're going to start as a church. We don't need elders. We don't need to, we don't, we didn't even need sacraments because sacraments weren't even mentioned. No one needs to minister as an elder, the body of Christ, if you decide to take it. I mean, are these things that you're okay with? Because I know that's not the definition of the church that you have in mind. Well, you know that I would say that it, it seems to behoove the existence of a church to have some organization. Right. And that's the ideal. But that's not reality. So that's what I'm saying. Yeah, like, and I would say not even passable. Like for, for something I would... That's the lie. That, that goes I, back I would, to the subjective on, line on, that I was talking That I would recommend to someone, you know? Well, I, right. But that that's exactly where... This is where I'm going. So like, I agree with you there's a mess. And I think and, the and only... I think I can make that argument from scripture about like the specific, like the organizational matter of yeah, we can make, of a church. We can make all kinds of arguments from scripture, but we live, dude. No, the reality we were just talking about is the reality we live in is not the ideal. It's not what scripture says. We live in a mess. We have to deal with the mess. So why do you why why bother having this line that really is not about reality but about your idealism, and and allow for that to exist? Why is that such a big deal? Is it not subjective? I mean, this seems to kind of be the end of the road, but it's like, do you think we'd be better off in a republic or an anarchy? It's not an anarchy. But there's no, you're saying there's no organization to it. Like there's no, there's no structural, um, like formal organization, right? There's only organization, as you said, as long as we agree to it. Okay. I mean. Yeah, but it exists. Kind of. It exists because we agree to it. And just like, I could be like, I'm fed up with CCC and I'm fed up with every church so i'm just not going to go to any church like i sure i could say that but ccc will still exist with them but i'm I'm asking do you think that we'd be better off in a republic or in an anarchy and if you say well i think we'd be fine in an anarchy because in an anarchy everyone could just decide to elect leaders and to you know raise taxes and to build bridges and it's like okay cool but let's look at the anarchies of history (laughs) Like, yeah, but I, 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 this this has kind of become our impasse, right? Because well, I wouldn't say that that this guy is living in anarchy because he's still living by this. The, the there's no that, law, right? There's there is no... the scriptures. That's what you actually. Well, I'm, there's no uh, governing structure, I guess. I should say. Yeah, but when I talked to you about having a government structure, you spoke out against it and you said that it should be just scripture. That's what I'm saying. Like, I spoke out this... against it on the global scale, not the local scale. What does right? it, why does that? Why does that? Why does that matter? This because local churches exist and they they, sure they exist. partake in communion and they have you know they catechize and they baptize and things and like that and of... and sure if you want to extrapolate and say in as much as local churches are doing that everywhere. I'm going to make the proposition that the global church also baptizes and, and catechizes. And, does, and it's like, cool, man. Like, we're just. But this is what I'm about to say. It's like you want to have your cake and eat it, too. Like, you want. What's their, the cake? The cake is, is the authority and the structure. Even though then when we try to do that right here, when we were talking about it, what we said was what? Well, the authority is agreed upon by the congregation. The authority is really scripture, and that can be subjective, but there is objective things that you can distinguish. Wait, the scripture can be subjective? The interpretation of scripture. Okay. But the, there are objectives that you can mostly agree on, because we're not always going to agree that on. That you can definitely agree on. Satan is Lord. 
That's a bad statement, right. objectively. There's, yeah, but right? I, I mean, like, everything that so we they would exist. consider essential. They exist, you know. Yeah, so, yeah, but they're really, they're not as much as the grays. The grays overtake the non-grays. It's just... They're, but he disagrees with that. He thinks that there are very few grays. I you think there's... I'd say, yeah, by, by my... And again, we're going to have to lump a lot of things. Miracles, prophecy, tongues, uh, divine instantaneous healing. I'm going to lump that and a bunch of other stuff into the category of cessationism versus continuationism. Right. I'm going to say that's a gray issue. Okay. And then I'm going to say, okay, like divinity of Christ. That's a black and white issue. That's one that we can make really clearly just right. from the text. Um, the, the validity of the text itself, you know, that's something that we'll have to presume. But again, that's what we're taking as a given. Um yeah, I would say that the the list of the list of things that a group and that this is why my list would be twenty and or twenty to thirty whatever and his would be you know far far more. Um, I would say that the list of those things that Christians can come together and have good long form discussions on right. and still wind up disagreeing on is going to be manageable okay. not not negligible but it's going to be manageable right you know but but all those things that we were just talking about is, okay. is all part like of the discussion of that we have this mess and let's deal with the mess right uh -huh. i don't see someone that the, the example that i gave you of someone who's doing ministry has christian friends not part of a local congregation that he's actually worse off because it's all it's just superficial this idea that oh because i have a local congregation i have this agreed upon structure and authority until I disagree with it, that that's somehow better. I'm sorry, but God sees right through And, and you've, you've met healthy people who've made those claims, and I haven't. Like but That's I've, a fallacy. Not... That's because like I've met them, then that would be like saying, oh, the, the other type of person that you're talking about who doesn't do ministry and just stays alone or whatever doesn't exist because I haven't met that person. I have met that person. You have I know, too, but I'm saying... Like it doesn't matter if... But this, I'm saying it's subjective because if I haven't yeah, met Yeah, and them, sorry, you've met them and therefore I concede that they exist. Right. But their survivability rate and their success rate is... Do you mean what, like they're not saved? What like, if there was a no. lot of unhealthy people doing the local church thing? Would if there's a be, lot would of... Would that be evidence against the, the practicality or the, the workability of it? lot of unhealthy people in the local you wouldn't church. say that there are i would say that there he, definitely he's, are. he's asking he's saying if what if what, wouldn't that would that be evidence against the uh i guess the survivability of a local church right right um if it was like a again there'd have to be a threshold like a critical mass but like the the majority the i'm saying like far and away majorly outsized majority of healthy Christians that I have met, sure, and the, and people I haven't met, I haven't met. Um, but the, the outsized majority of people that I've met who are living healthy Christian lives have also chosen to plug in their health into the context of a local church. Like, I, I don't know... the minority of, like, nominal Christians in America, right? Yeah, it's the minority of humans on Earth, you know? There's a straight, narrow gate. Like, I, I don't, everything that I've said, you would have presumed that that was my statement, right? Like, I haven't said anything that's shocked you, right? No, I'm just like, saying because you made the statement about, like, most healthy Christians that you meet are, you know, in the local context. Well, all, you have, all that I've met, I Right, feel like. so they're in the local context, and then you have 
people who are not in that local context and they're uh, usually unhealthy. But what if there were the majority of, of Christians yeah. that go to a local church every Sunday are actually unhealthy? Yeah, but, but people believe, don't actually know because they're not actually... Sorry, I'm, I'm just not measuring... Maybe I'm not saying it clearly. I'm not measuring that. I'm not... And sure, it matters. But I'm I'm not... Uh, and even in the, the non-local church, I'm not comparing the number of healthy people to unhealthy people within each category. I'm saying if you take healthy as a category and say how many of them are in this and how many of them are in that, I mean... Well, well, that, that's that, that's you, the metric that I'm yeah, using. Yeah, but that's a, it's a fallacy because that's how a, many people are outside of the church? And the majority of people that exist, I haven't met. And like, what if there were more pandas than deers? Like, no, I, but, but that might be a cultural reason, not not you know the yeah. practicality reason. Well, what, you know, most Christians are going to be part of a local congregation. That's how you do things traditionally, right? So the norm is that. So you're. I, I think it's more than just tradition that's established that, but well, sure. Well, yeah, I'm not. I, yeah, and I don't mean by tradition that it's just that's that's just fodder or whatever. Like, uh, like Paul couldn't write a letter to like a non assembled group yeah. of people. Yeah, you're yeah. right. No, I'm not. I'm not. So they so by virtue of that they would just wind up getting left by the wayside, whereas the church at Ephesus or like you know um, John, you know Jesus tells them to the church at. Smyrna to the church of Thyatira. Yeah. 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 So, but, yeah. but, but what you're saying is that most Christians are healthier in church. Well, that's because most Christians aren't part of the local congregation. That's not studying the people who are outside of a local congregation. It's also, it's also an assumption because yeah. how can we actually know whether the majority of Christians in local churches are actually and, and no, healthy? Okay. Like, what does okay. that even mean? Sure. Then I, I gotta, I'll go a step further in my definition. Most I guess that's got to say all uh, Christians that I had or they're humans. They profess to be Christians. I have met them. Um, I have a substantial enough conversation or, or relationship with them to be able to, you know, feel like I, I have a gauge of their spiritual health. It's like we're whittling this down from seven and a half billion people to, you know, just sure. Let's say that it's a couple hundred. That, that's not a large enough sample size to, um, you know, extrapolate into a global principle. Sure. Um, I'm, I don't think I'm making an argument only from my own experience though. So. We should rephrase the question. <laughs> All right. Well, well, I'm sure we'll wind up revisiting this later on. The world of forms. We've uh, we've <laughs> adequately designed a church. Sure. <laughs> um, it's passable. Oh, God. All right. Uh, yeah, thanks, everybody, for being here. And I'll see you guys later. Night-night.